0: 755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braze writer for The Athletic with my regular co-host, Eric O'Flaherty, former Braze reliever, and our special guest today, frequent brave, multi, multi-time multi brave, Kelly Johnson. What's up, Kelly? What's
1: up, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, man. Just fighting nature at home right now.
2: Just
0: <laughs> Kelly just ride. had a snake Straight on his floor. <laughs> That's why we were delayed getting to you guys. Kelly had a a, a large snake on his floor, maybe venomous, possibly venomous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, venomous rattler slash cobra, at least six to twelve feet long. Oh man! So,
0: so I had so I had my uh, dentist this morning, and uh, my hygienist was cleaning my teeth, and she said. Uh guess who came by to trick or treating on Sunday night, the night the uh, what the brace no that was the game six, Brace Clinchton – or game five, brace clinching game six on Tuesday. But game five came by her house trick-or-treating Brian McCann. <laughs> <laughs> B Mac. <laughs> he lives right down the street from them. But his kid, I think his kid was dressed as Brian.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I think that's what she said. Is that allowed? Oh.
2: I think so. I think you can. If, if they want to do it, if you make them do it, it's no good. But I, I guarantee he didn't make them do I that. I think
0: that's what he said. He might have or might have asked him what he was or something. He said, that's my dad, Brian kid, You know who he is?
2: My, my kid wanted to do that. He wanted to go to school as a baseball player, and I was like – you know, yeah. we just moved to a new town. I don't really want to be advertising <laughs> in that way. So yeah. he went as like a, a snake or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, I, I think it's it's a little it's a little pushy.
0: And my dentist herself—that was the hygienist. My dentist, because everybody wants to talk about the Braves now. My dentist lives on the same block or same street as Anthopoulos.
2: So she's struggling. The dentist games is struggling yeah, right now. Yeah, huh? she
0: ain't struggling, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a high dollar dentist. She ain't like a normal dentist. She like restorative uh, stuff and everything. She's like rolling in dough. But uh, yeah,
1: Every, everybody knows somebody with the Braves. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, that's sure. yeah, that's for that's for sure.
0: Yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody wants to talk about the Braves. So they're like, "Do you get? Did you go to the games?" I'm like, "Yeah, I cover the team." But <laughs> they're like, and now they're all interested, you know. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you who wasn't watching the oh, bridge yeah. is that cop that tried to arrest Matzik.
0: Oh my god, dude, that was unbelievable. I mean, can you imagine if he'd actually like hurt him or something? Because he twisted his arm behind his yeah, back,
2: right arm, but still <laughs> suplexed him or something in the street.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, how did how does that even happen? I mean, Matzik's like six foot three, six foot four, with a Matzik jersey on, a pimp <laughs> hat. A pimp hat, and he's running across the street in front of the uh, trolley, and they think he's just like an interloper. (laughs) I think he must
2: have he must have jumped out. He must have jumped out to say hi to somebody or something. Yeah,
0: I think so. And he had a beer in his hand, so I think both of those things triggered the cop. (laughs) Yeah, he was he was
1: locked in on him. A lot of beer being consumed in in that parade for sure.
0: Oh, and he had to, you could tell him, uh, it took him a while to explain it too. The cop didn't initially like believe him. The cop's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. He kept pushing him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that'd have
2: been great. That'd have been great if he got put in the car.
0: <laughs> or um, if he was like broke Matt's arm. <laughs> that wouldn't have been funny. But... Yeah, I
2: don't know if that'd have been great.
1: <laughs> Big Astros fan, that cop. Big Astros
2: yeah. fan.
0: And the thing is, the cop, if anything would have happened, they're like nine thousand people had their cam, had their phones out. <laughs> That's the t-
2: <laughs> He did look kind of wild running by though, because he was just jogging with a beard. Yeah. You know, I mean he kinda yeah. looked like he, he climbed a and fence and was trying to get to the bus or something.
0: And the hat, Yeah, the hat. they all had they all had the cool hats on. And that yeah. was the thing with the relievers, I guess. The pitchers. That because they all went to uh Shavi's got a hat, got it sells him hats, and Shavi took all the guys to there after they won a the World Series and they all got hats.
2: Xavi's been wearing those things for like ten yep. years.
0: Yep. He <laughs> was all on he... his
2: own until this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He finally now, got enough time in the big leagues to be yep. able to convince all the young dudes
0: that they're cool. <laughs> finally finally had, found
2: now, the right group to, to buy had, in.
0: Now he had Ian Anderson, Matsick, um oh and then and then Mentor had his cowboy hat on. Yep. But anyway, they were quite the group. I mean, Trevor was
1: the first guy I ever, I ever saw. I played with him in Toronto in 2012, and he was the first dude that came in with the backpack, unzipped, full TV with an Xbox, and he carried it around everywhere. Play on the <laughs> plane, on the bus. I've never seen it before. I was like, what is this rig? And he's just like, gamer.
2: Yeah, I, I played some <laughs> Call of Duty with him. He, he's a chill dude, but he gets a little heated on the mic sometimes. <laughs> Everybody's going to be serious. Look,
1: everybody listening to this going to be looking for him now. Yeah, like the, Chavez, the, the ahead of his time, man.
2: Yeah, uh, he is. He's a cool dude.
0: I, I feel great. I feel so happy for him. I mean, here's a guy that's like a lot of people have just ridden off. Forgot he was even still pitching. He's in AAA half the season, and man, he comes this, up and he had, and he was pretty big. Played a big part for the Braves. He pitched some big games for them.
1: There was a cool stat about him about there because I was drafted in two thousand. Where were when were you drafted? Oh three Out of high
0: school. 03. 03.
1: So in two thousand, I guess there was only um, like eight dudes still that were yeah. two thousand, and in that he shop. was one of them.
0: Of all the yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: It takes a lot, man. I mean, it takes a lot to swallow your pride and go down to AAA. You know, sometimes I look back and wish I would have done it, but guys that can do it and and go down there and grind and figure it out and just fight their way back to the big leagues. Yeah. You know I mean? There's always that chance they wind up in the position he did. Now he's got a ring.
1: Yeah. Well, we're talking about Matt's story. Obviously. I'm sure y'all have covered that at nauseam, but that's same thing.
3: It's, it's insane. insane.
0: And, and you know what was so cool is to see, I thought about each of those guys that had a backstory, including snit and wash when they introduced those guys at the uh, rally, at the thing at uh, Truist, they had a red carpet that went all the way from the center field entrance all the way up to the stage, long red carpet. Yeah. And they introduced the guys one by one. And they had either their girlfriend, wife, kids. A lot of them had their whole families with them, walking out there like six people, entourage. That'd be so cool. One by one, they introduced them. And it was so cool. And you saw the genuine look on their faces. Of none yeah. of them had like I'm big time. Every one of them looked like they were just in awe of the moment. It was like it was oh, yeah. the coolest looking thing. They all appreciated it. Snit, I thought Snit was gonna cry, man. He had he had a kid, a grandkid in each hand, and he never even took his because he wasn't gonna let those grandkids go, you know, to wave to the crowd. But they just roared when they introduced Snit, and he had one grandkid in each hand with the Braves jersey on.
1: I think. To you, it Snit was, was crying. I mean a hundred percent guarantee Snit had some tears more than once. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Man. That,
0: he's he's not gotta one feel to fake.
1: Him, you gotta know, fight it back.
0: It was That's awesome. I saw a graphic on how many uh the number of seasons that a lot of these guys had in the big leagues, these coaches and, and Snit before reaching the World Series. And Wash was fifty two. <laughs> fifty two seasons of Pro Ball
2: before he got a oh. ring.
0: Pro ball, yeah. Can we, can we just
1: leagues. can we just can we just tell the greatest Ron Washington yep. joke story of all time? And I, you yep. guys have I, I would I would be willing to bet you guys have heard it. But when Tim Hudson tells the story about being in Oakland in spring training, and you got to go get the the, uh, the physical, and part of that physical is getting your eyes checked, I
3: haven't and, heard uh, this
1: one. <laughs> you haven't heard this? No, nope. t- I
3: haven't you're heard right. it either. I'm
1: not. I, I can't. I cannot overemphasize how hilarious this is. I can't even ruin it. I'm so. It's so good. But he said. Uh, <laughs> For those that don't know, Ron Washington, I don't believe, even like graduated high school, maybe. Uh, you know, he he didn't he just jumped right in. I mean, he was yeah. like, like baseball. That's what you're saying, 50 something years. Yeah. So they're going to get there, going to get the physical, and, and Huddy says he's leaving the eye exam, and Wash is coming in. And he's like, What's up, Wash? You gonna go get those eyes checked for that cataracts? And he goes, cataract? Man, I drive an escalade. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so on point when you need it, it. Is. like that is, that's
3: awesome
0: I, so could tell, I can hear Huddy telling that story in Huddy's Georgia accent <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely we oh, talked yeah. about Wash all year than me.
2: we talked uh, about what a difference it is just to have one of those guys and it looked like the Braves had quite a few but one of those people that you're going to laugh every day if you're around a guy like that
1: I, I'm going to tell you I mean every team that you've been on tell me every team had that guy and it could be, and the greatest thing about it is that anybody could be, it could be a first base coach. It could be the bench coach. It could be the bullpen catcher. It could be the bullpen coach. It could be, it could be like anything, but, but every team is going to have that one dude. I mean, every single team and wash when I I would go down to Turner or uh, sorry, Truist like two or three times a summer, but every time Braves walk off the field and one of those bat boys that's still playing, because a lot of those guys are playing college ball he grabs them and he does the same stuff he does with oh, Ozzy man. Albies and he goes He was the same that guy you're talking the about, pitcher.
0: the bad boy you're talking about, the black dude. He was yep. doing that stuff with him. Get this. Before game 5 of the World Series when there's that? a hun- there's hundreds of media on the warning track between the dugout and the field. We're all cramped cuz we couldn't go on the field. We're all on the warning track. Wash was doing the drills with that kid after he did them with Ozzy and Fre- Freddie and everybody before game five of the world series. That's how, oh. I mean, he did them with that kid all year long. That's cool. Yeah.
2: You yeah. can get yeah. that instruction many places.
0: It's awesome. It's awesome. He's just an awesome dude. But the Braves, you're talking about that funny guy, that guy, that character. The Braves had at least three. Heredia, Guillermo Heredia. Yeah. He's the piece of work. He's doing the sword thing on the podium at the truest (laughs) at the truest uh, celebration. He had like a big sword this time instead of the plastic ones. And then uh, and Jock Peterson, once they got him because in the clubhouse, I hear he is hilarious. And then they had vote. You can't forget vote votes. Hilarious, man.
2: Yes. You saw that story about vote the day he did his ref routine. Cause you know, you get to a new team. You're not just going to start being the clown right away. You want to, you know, you want to kind of get a feel for the clubhouse and get get introduced to everybody. But the yeah. day that he busted out his ref routine, which is guaranteed to have the whole clubhouse rolling because he nails it. Yep. Uh, the day he did that, he hit – that was the night he hit two homers. Two homers. Yep. Anyway.
3: Yep. But,
1: and the guys- yeah. Yeah. So, he was in Tampa when I was there but in spring training. He hadn't been in the big leagues yet. And so, our, he may maybe he was like – but he started his career like 0 for 25. It was like, and it was broken up, so it was like, oh for ten sent down, down. oh for ten sent down, oh for five sent down. I mean, like, so you know, I'm I'm kind of partial to stories like that, so I kind of was like, who's this guy? You know, he got back up, all star team, but he in spring training would do a he'd do a whole team meeting, whole whole camp, and he would do it as the director of player development. And his like, (laughs) I, I don't know who the dude was, but everyone was dying laughing. So, I mean, Dude, he's, he's hilarious.
0: Yeah. His his Matt Foley, his Chris it's, Farley, his yeah, Matt good. Foley motivational speaker, Yeah, that's hilarious. That it's one good. and the referee thing both are just off the charts good.
1: You know who else did the referee thing? That, like when he was young, he would tell people, like, I'm going to be a basketball ref in the NBA before. Like he'd say that and then baseball player, Dustin <laughs> Pedroya. Really? Oh, he did a good one too? Same deal, man. But he was like for real. Like he really
0: wanted to be a ref. Well, you know, vote referees, <laughs> so he knows all that. He knows he does yeah. referee games in the off season, so, yeah. Oh but it's God, great. It's yeah, his Chris Fall is great though. But, it's uh, good
2: too because it's one of those things that you know guys do stuff that bother teammates all year long. You know, whether they're late for things or not picking up their balls in the cage. You know, they just do little etiquette things that piss everybody else on the team off. He calls a foul on them, you know, and he and he and he yells it. So it's kind of like a kangaroo court type of. Uh, thing too where it just it 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 puts guys on blast for dumb shit they've been doing during the season (laughs) yeah but it's 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 a lot like rossi but it's with a you know ref outfit on so and he's blowing a whistle and pointing at him and you know when the whole clubhouse explodes when you get called out for something there's no denying that you've been doing this wrong all year (laughs) you know i mean it's in your face so it's pretty good
1: that's awesome dude that's the part that i miss more than anything stuff all that all this stuff that we're talking about right now more than anything
2: the laughing camaraderie
0: this team laughed i mean i mean we're not in the clubhouse like we normally are yet but this you could see it in the dugout you could hear them this team laughs all the time I mean, they were still doing this stuff during the post dur- right through the world series they were doing the same thing at batting practice kuretti is still out there doing his shit and batting practice and guys are just laughing out loud you could tell they weren't they weren't they weren't feeling the pressure if they were they were at least tempered by that you know during bp yeah, know. and all that they weren't uh I mean, he kept everybody loose all the time. If the guy didn't get one hit in the postseason, he would have been worth having on a roster spot.
1: Yeah. Stuff matters. Dude, you got to have that. That absolutely matters. You're with each other way too much. If you can't be be dumb and have someone calling someone out and everybody, you know, if you you don't have any of that, like, you're not going to win. I've been on plenty of plenty of teams that stunk and we were just boring and it wasn't that yeah. fun <laughs> and it was just baseball yep. you know and it's like that's not enough you got to have all that it's other too things.
2: many games it's too long of a season to just be business the whole all the time
0: eric let's hear from today's sponsors Well, some of this morning i heard uh Mad dog on MLB network was talking to uh, a Mets writer about, you know, what they need this off season, you know, cause they got the money they can spend, you know, they, they they've got the payroll and they're going to add more, but it's talking about they have to what they had, the big intangible that they don't have, they got to figure it out how to get it, which is what the Braves have is that winning culture, man. They just don't have it there. And when things went sideways there this year, look how they finished. They just fell apart. They fell yeah. they were, they were leading the NL East for most of the season or a lot of the season. And then down the stretch they were just in and just fell apart completely.
2: I think New York's the hardest place to have that. You know, dealing oh, with the sure. media. The media's in that yeah. clubhouse, man, and they are just waiting yeah. for anything that you do wrong that they can they can put in the paper yeah. that night and blame it on. So like you were in that Mets clubhouse, Kelly. We had a great team, great group of dudes. But once the media came in, it was like oh, everybody yeah. just booked it out of that clubhouse because they didn't want to deal with. You know, it's not like Atlanta where you got two or three yeah. guys that are there every day. They understand it's a long season. It's There's, there's you know, your regular people. And then there's always just like an extra 30 randoms just snooping around, <laughs> listening to shit, waiting, waiting for a NY1, story. Or, from
0: NY1 and places like oh,
1: that. Or, and, and even more, like, there's there's going to be like one, at least one that's it got an agenda. And yep. the questions are coming at you in a way that's going to get you to say
0: yeah.
1: something you don't want to say. And then, yeah. and then they just take that and they just
0: load it.
2: And they'll ask that Uh, question to 25 dudes in a row. And if one guy messes up and says, you know, something that kind of slightly throws a teammate under the bus, they're not using the whole quote. They're using that part that looks the worst and running with it. So I I think that's New York's the hardest place to build that.
0: The guys yeah. that are there that have been there for years and years, there aren't many of them, but the writers that are established ones are not like that, but the right. ones, no, no. you know, the ones that are only there for a year or two and then they move on. Yeah. Those are the ones that are using it as a stepping stone or whatever. And they're in there trying to get scoops by asking yeah. those loaded questions or bait you know, baiting guys, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're not in there looking to thinking, you know, I need to have a relationship with these guys because to work with them year after year after year, they're not worried about yeah. that. They're just in there trying to get stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that Mets squad, man, they they should have been so good. I mean, you just look at the names and talent. uh, And and I mean, it's obviously like once uh, Noah didn't come back and DeGrom got hurt. uh, It's going to be tough. You know, that that kind of stuff matters. And they just can, for whatever reason, can't figure out the bullpen right now. But the talent on that team, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, and then you look at what Atlanta lost and how they plugged holes and it worked out. But like. That team had no business. Yeah, no business winning a World Series.
0: And Mets lose Degrom like and fall apart. The Braves lose yeah. Cunha and they get better.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But that—that's what happens when you take the All Star Game out of Atlanta. You know, <laughs> tongue in cheek, but still, like, man, it's just the story couldn't have been written any better overall. But that's part of it.
0: Yeah. The, speaking of the how they got better, the moves that Alex Anthopoulos made last night—they gave the. Uh, executive of the year award and i think it's a joke that the executive of the year award is voted on by the other one one uh vote from each team so his own peers vote for it right but they vote on it at the end of the season like they do the regular season bbwa awards mvp and all that so it can't it, so it excludes the postseason
1: yeah that's stupid
0: Alex Anthopoulos did not finish in the top three. I'm sorry, but any executive of the year award this year that doesn't include Alex Anthopoulos, if not winning, then at least in the top three, is a joke. Nobody did as good a job as that guy did this year. They gave it to the Giants guy because it's regular season only, and they won 107 games, so that's understandable. But how do you vote on executive of the year and not include postseason? I get that you don't do MVP and Cy Young and all that because You could argue that a player gets a much bigger platform and a chance to sway the vote. Like you have a big postseason, a lot of guys are going to vote for that player for MVP. But executive of the year isn't your goal
2: to to win the World Series to
0: mold a team, not just Just to get through the postseason and get or get through the season and get to the postseason, but to win. Right? Yeah. So if your vote, if you're excluding the postseason. Well, I, that's part of the executive's job. That's the whole point is trying to win the postseason to get to the, I mean, to yeah, win the yeah. regular season to get to the postseason and have a team you built to win to continue winning that. I just don't get that. Why? Especially when right. they've only got 30 guys voting. this among themselves unless they want to print some trophy up or whatever and they have to get it done early. Why would you just do it there at the GM meetings though, before you present the award?
2: Well, you know? crunch time is the trade deadline. Like that's that's probably yeah. the hardest time of the year for a GM is deciding whether to go for it or not, who to exactly. give up. Exactly, that's the biggest the, challenge. Yeah. You know, the off season you got the whole four months to right. be smart about your decisions, but right. trade right. deadline it's like, you know, you have to analyze where your team's at and try to build. You know, it gets decide to go for it. They decided to go for it and get the guys they needed, and they won a World Series. Yeah. Like, that's that's a pretty big move for an example. He
0: had the greatest trade deadline, arguably ever, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. He traded for five yeah. guys.
2: They could all be Rich, MVPs too. And, and even Rich weird. Rodriguez
0: yeah. gave him a solid month where he allowed the bullpen to become established. Now he was big, but the other four guys, including Jock, who I got three weeks early, but in July, every one of them surpassed expectations and played a huge part in a postseason. Jock had two, two pinch hit homers in the Milwaukee series. He would have been MVP of the series probably if they'd have given one. Soler was MVP of the NLCS. I mean, of the World Series, and Rosario was MVP of the NLCS. Those are all trade deadline guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's nuts,
0: and and that's not even taking into account Duvall, who led the league in RBIs. And no want well,
1: a Gold Glove just now?
0: And want a Gold Glove? I didn't even think about it like that. He got one. That's all. All those guys. All the, the all those guys field. that came in July. It's insane. I mean, yeah. for him not to get executive year, it just makes the award look like who gives a shit. I mean, if, I if he feel didn't like win that it, with
2: every award right now after watching the Braves win it. This all seems so trivial after watching the team win the World Series. and
0: it's somehow you don't get – I don't give a shit. (laughs) Most fans don't get too frustrated by getting snubbed for awards because you won the World Series, man. Take the rest of them.
2: The Snitker thing, I'm like, if you think he cares one bit about that stupid award when he's got a trophy, you know?
0: But it is ironic, though, that – In the year they win it all finally, they don't have a finalist, a top three finalist for any of the four major awards. That's like the first time that's happened in a long time since they started announcing finalists. Not Rookie of the Year, which you could have argued Ian Anderson belonged in there, but there were some good rookies. Uh, The dude India is going to win it hands down. Should be about unanimous from the Reds, Jonathan India. Um, Manager of the Year. Because, again, they don't include postseason. If they did, Snit would win it hands down, but Kapler's going to be unanimous, and it should be based on regular season. But yeah. Snit should – but even if you don't include postseason, shouldn't Snip be a top three for what he did with this team? For com, They were under 500. Well, everything
2: they faced? Yeah. 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 You lose Acuna,
0: you lose Ozuna, you don't never get Soroka back. They revamped the outfield, a- and snip has got to manage that.
2: Yeah, I didn't
1: see all this, so that's that's just like shocking to me. And and, and talking about the Giants, um you know that when they lost to the Dodgers, I saw a lot of quotes from those guys talking about how you can't take away what we did this year, what we right. did what, this year is amazing, 100, you know, whatever wins and like I remember re- I remember reading it at the time and thinking no, like y'all just lost. You didn't even make it out of the division series. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, and we're still giving them out. Yeah. Now we're giving them the regular season awards. It's like who gives a crap? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, who cares? Like you, I, it does not matter unless you I- advance to the World Series. Even if you lose the World Series, you're better than than them.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. from yeah. from a player standpoint, for sure, because you play those one sixty two. You do know, You could win one hundred and twenty games if you lose in the first round. You're going home pissed.
0: Yeah,
1: cool it is to go to the World Series, and, and even even losing it was I'll never forget being there and that, yeah. that part, but, we're, but it's kind of ends like, like the Braves this year, like those teams that win, they go back and have like reunions and celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the winner that the guy that won the National League or ones, the American league and loses the world series. We don't do that. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to see, Oh, in New York with a, you know, celebrating a pennant right. you know, or whatever. That's not going to happen. So, yeah. you know, you win 109 games or whatever, however many of the giants won, there's no celebration for that down the road. Who, no. gives a, who gives a
0: crap? But you're right. The I, Braves I don't went get to it. I don't get it. five World Series in the 90s. Five. And they won one of them. Nobody gives a shit about the other four teams. At all. Nobody has reunions and all that and talks about with you know the worst to first, that's an exception because they went from worst to first. So that is still a glorious year. But you don't bring back the 91 team, that worst to first team. They don't have reunions oh. for that team. Only the yeah. 95 team. And no, now there's 2021 team. Yep. Special. And, and also, Freddie won last year MVP and the Hank, Hank Aaron Award. Acuna won almost unanimous rookie of the year a couple of years before that.
1: Snit um, won manager of the year.
0: Right. Snit won manager of the year. All that pales compared to this, though. Nobody cares. This team no. doesn't have a finalist in any award, but it doesn't matter. Nobody
2: cares. In a World Series, man. Just like whatever. Who cares? After you win you the trophy. Real,
0: and you're reminded when you do win the World Series how unimportant the individual stuff is compared to this. Yeah.
1: Which which is a such a cool thing. And and for, for guys that are I wish like crazy, don't you wish, oh, that when you were like a rookie or in the first two to three years of your career, if you could have gone to a World Series,
2: oh it would have changed feel, everything. To
1: taste that 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 what that is, that team yeah. success. Change Even just tasting career. the
2: playoffs for the first time, like the first time we went to the playoffs in 2010, I came back the next year and it, you don't care about your stats at all. And that, that's, not, that's a really good thing. But, great you know, game. it's it's like you're playing those first 162 after you've been to the playoffs and you got one thing in mind is getting back yeah. to to those games and feeling that pressure and succeeding on that stage yep. versus, you know, having a great season. cool, but just still oh, go no. home and it's like, there's all right, got to try more, again next year.
1: Dude, they're, they're, and, and on the flip side, there's really, after you've experienced that, there's nothing worse than being on a team where it's like you finish a season and it's about did you make an all-star team? What's your arbitration going to look like? You know, you're a free agent. How, what did you get? Like all those things when teams are just like split at the end of the season and they got their own agendas, man. It's just like, like I was saying earlier, yep. it's, you're, it's a boring team. It's, it's boring. just baseball. And, it, and it's you can't wait for the season to get over. It doesn't can't, even matter. It's old, It gets old.
0: Can you imagine how big this is – I mean, how big this success at such a young age is going to be for Austin Riley, for Ian Anderson,
2: and he pitched big
0: games in that – and he pitched a terrific game in the World Series, a huge one. For Max Freed, pitching that game six that he did, all of a sudden he's he's elevated up there with with Glavin status practically. For six six scoreless innings these days is like eight when Matt Glavin did it. I mean –
1: And those trickle down to the next wave. So right, you're going to have right. the kids in spring training, you know, I don't, we should ask Moilo and Kelsey to come on and give us the prospect list, whoever that is <laughs> and, just, and let us, let us know but that that's going to trickle into spring training because now you walk into a, a spring training as an Atlanta brave for the first time and it's world champion and there's yep. max yep. and there's whoever oh, is yeah. on the team. And it's like, it's a different deal. Big time, different deal.
0: We need to have Chipper so. on again, and we can ask Chipper what it was like because he won it 95. He won it early in his career, kind of like Austin Riley has, yeah. real similar. And, I mean, I, I bet it had a huge effect on Chipper's career. And then he's able to pass that all along to the younger guys. But, I mean, I just – you could see Austin Riley grow before your eyes this year. But then in the World Series, he's being interviewed after every game, and he's so comfortable now and established all of a sudden compared to what I, a deer yeah. in the headlights that he was at the start of the year. But all sure. these guys having gone through this, they're gonna come to spring training next year with one goal to win a world yeah. series. And not just saying it, because before no. they say it, but you yeah. don't think they really probably thought they had a chance, you know? Yep. In uh, in July, this team had nobody on this team thought they had a chance to win a world series, except maybe Charlie Morton, you know, because he's been there and he knew that the talent was there. But even he admitted he didn't know if they were gonna put it all together and go on that run they needed to go on. He knew yep. it was there. That if they could go on that run, that it was all there. But even yep. he wondered if they'd do it. But he knew the pieces were there. But these other guys, they had nothing to base it on. Yeah, yep. even I, Freddie I didn't have anything to base it on.
2: Even even for me, like the you know just talking about how important the winning is and experiencing that. I went to the playoffs with the Braves in ten. We missed it that last day. Of the postseason or the the season in eleven. Went again in twelve. Went again in thirteen. Went again to the wild card game with Oakland in fourteen, and then Oakland. Traded some Marja, they traded uh Josh Donaldson. We made a bunch of trades and downgraded the team. I remember getting to spring training in 2015 and looking around, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think we're doing this thing. Like it yeah. just seemed it seemed so pointless from day one of spring training. And then yeah. you start playing yeah. to try to make it onto a winner at the deadline if possible, but yeah. not going looking at a team and, and knowing like we're not winning this division. You know, it was it it was hard to motivate yourself after going to the playoffs over and over sure and don't. over. Yeah.
0: And now, and this team, I mean, you could argue, you could look around at at baseball, you could say the Dodgers because they have a quarter of a billion dollar payroll and the Yankees are going to spend more again this year. The Yankees haven't been to the, been to the world series since 1990, since 2009, 2009, the Braves have not, they have not been in over a decade with the money that they've spent.
2: Yep.
0: The Dodgers. You can't
2: buy it. You can't buy the thing we're uh, talking about. The most important thing. You can't buy that. Here's
1: another one. That division's
2: a. That division's a different level. That's a gauntlet.
1: As, yeah. as
0: great as the uh, Dodgers have been for the past half half a decade, the Dodgers have not won a World Series. The Braves have won two World Series since the Dodgers' last one won in a regular, in a full season. The Dodgers won last year with a 60-game uh, season. True. But that's their first one since, what, 80, 88, 89? 88. Yeah. The Braves well, have won two in that time.
1: So what's Anthopolis deserves so much credit and he's, he came from LA Phenomenal. And, and obviously he's a smart dude and he's done this thing. Right. And I think that there's going to be some sustained success, but I, Tampa had Andrew Friedman was in Tampa and I was there that, that dude is the smartest dude in baseball. There's yeah. a reason why people go there. They come back and they turn like Anthopolis, like that team will always be, you know, to, to me, the favorite, they're always going to be the favorite. I mean, they, they've got, too much. They got too much talent. They're, they got too smart of people. Too much money.
0: Uh, so th- for sure,
1: that's that's who you want to be. The Braves are going to try to want to be, and 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 they they can do it. I mean,
0: which is what made this this run so much better, so much more convincing. Because if the Braves had not gone through the teams that they did, people yeah. would have said, "Yeah, you only had to beat, you only had to beat." No, they beat the Dodgers, who yeah. just yeah. beat the Giants in a five game series.
2: Yep. And they, it was convincing too. It wasn't like they, and it was convincing. Yeah. they yeah. the were a
0: better team yeah. than the Dodgers at that stage of the game. They were a better team than the Dodgers. They, and they, they didn't, didn't play a game seven.
2: They didn't play a game seven.
0: No, at any yeah. point, no. they were better. The Dodgers had a couple of injuries. The Braves had a couple of injuries, but the Braves, as constituted when they met, were better than the Dodgers. Yep. The pitching was shockingly better than the Dodgers.
2: Yep. And, and was, I, mean, I thought snit out managed and Dave snit Roberts badly.
0: Too. outmanaged Dave Roberts. Yeah. Dave Roberts did so many things with that pitching staff that just uh, I I thought he's totally misused the pitching staff. Yeah, but they didn't overcome the big injuries that they had. The I Braves wanna,
1: did. Well, oh, to talk. T- I got a question. I mean, what 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 is up with the pitching? The way that they use pitchers, I don't see how that's that's the most optimal way to get the most out of it out of your staff. They've well,
2: gone over for me. It's every every time you analytics. push the button and bring a new guy in i know what he's supposed to do but the thing that for me that nobody you know when you look at the, the the analytical people say a pitcher's only hot until he's not and i see a lot of pitchers get yanked while i'm i'm looking at you know what it's like to be in a dugout when you're facing a pitcher and the whole team saying we got no shot yeah. right oh, yeah. every time every time those guys get taken out the the other team the lineup on the other team says shit we got a shot now because i'll take anybody over eovaldi or blake snell guys you've seen get yanked early the 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 exception for me was the ian anderson one because he was throwing a lot of balls and grinding this year but even that you know snit took him out at 75 pitches and his explanation was good the explanation i don't like is you know third time through the order just blindly because for me the playoffs are different you know that might work over 162 But I thought Snit did an amazing job of using his gut with all his moves uh, throughout the entire postseason and kind of deciding, you know, going off feel of the game. Because there was times where he left, you know, people could say he left Charlie in too long. I didn't think so. I thought a guy just hit a good pitch. But overall, I just I think it's so hard to predict what your reliever is going to bring that day. And every time you push that button, there's a chance you bring in a reliever that's cold and just having an off day. Cause I've warmed yeah. up a million times. One out of three times you warm up, you're like, fuck, I don't have shit today. <laughs> and the same things expected <laughs> out of you, you know, and, and that yeah. happens. Yeah. It's, it's not predictable. You don't know it could be sleep or whatever it is, but you never know what's going to happen. And I think teams have gotten so comfortable just assuming the guy's going to be locked in and yeah. take that, what the current pitcher is doing for granted.
1: I agree with that, man. It's, I, remember, I mean, just as much as hitting off of these guys, you know, like what you said, if a guy's got that stuff, man, like let him go. I mean, think about if we would have uh, had that same model in 15 with the Mets, and it's, I mean, DeGrom, Harvey, and Noah, and Bart went eight innings, like all the yeah. time. Like, it was like yeah. it was like a regular occurrence, like eight innings, one run, eight innings, no runs, and it wasn't one very many hits, and it was a lot of strikeouts. So you're running that yeah, four out model. of five days.
2: You had your shower shoes on in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's, they, you know, I know the names and they were horses, but some of these pitchers are pretty dang good, man. And let them go and see yeah. what they got. And on the flip side, what I was going to say is that's hitting. Well, also play in D like you can watch who's, who's locked in. And then I always felt like there was like unwritten rules of how to use bullpen guys. Like very rarely does a guy come in and uh, throw a full inning where they're just, rah, go sit and then, yep. and then have to go back out. And do. And it's like, so now they're bringing in guys to get this one out in the ninth or the yeah. or not the ninth, but one out in the sixth. And they want to knowing they're going to bring them back in the seventh. Yeah. Like, that doesn't that, go. that, that was the hardest transition go?
2: to the American league for me was it was like, you know, Bobby was great at getting you in. You have success. He yanks you and you're ready for tomorrow. Cause it is when you come in, you come in bases loaded one or two outs stadiums going crazy. You can't match that high. Right, you get yeah. out of that jam, you go sit on the dugout, and it's like you just sit there and wait. And then when you jog back out, and that first throw just feels like shit every time. You know, yeah. I felt like when the American League, it was like you got stretched to failure. Yes. Versus in the National yes. League, you got in, you had success, you were riding high. They yanked you out of the yeah. game. You're feeling good and ready to go tomorrow. And I think a lot, a lot more teams are thinking they can just stretch guys and use them whenever they want, and and they're not yeah, giving yeah. credit to the circumstance surrounding the usage.
0: Yeah, yeah they're not all Tyler Matzik. Bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well he's, he's overcome. <laughs> he was ridiculous <laughs> yeah. in the postseason. That guy cannot get but, enough uh, credit for, for him what he did in the postseason. His team well, doesn't remember, have a chance without Tyler Matson in no. the postseason.
1: I, I thought it was crazy. I remember in the middle of the season when they started checking dudes between innings, like checking hats and belts and and his spin rate drew, like plummeted. And yeah. and he stopped having as much success for I don't know, probably a week at the most. Yeah. yeah, we uh, all thought it, he was, was gonna be a victim of spin like, rate.
0: Well, like, well, uh-oh, and Luke, too. We thought because he had on. a couple of bad outings. and they both made adjustments and were both incredible again. Yeah. yeah. But Tyler was, I mean, I, when they give Fireman of the Year, he should get strong consideration. The year oh, that he that should have had. it
2: hands down for what he, I, again, postseason should matter if you ask me. I mean, it's, I look yeah. at it as like a chance to earn extra credit for those awards. Especially
0: for a reliever, what you got to do in a postseason. He pitched all yeah, but they two wrote games, him man. So hard. They wrote all him but so two, hard. And I think four or five of those were multi, were two plus inning stints.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about it. I was like, if they gave a, you know, you give it a, an MVP for each round, but yeah. if they gave a full postseason MVP, because each one of the dudes that yeah. that you know Jock and then yeah. Rosario and then Soler, they did, they yeah. weren't as big a factors right. in each series. Right. If they gave a full postseason MVP, yeah. which I think would be cool, yeah, I think Matzik would get it. Matzik yeah. or Freddie
0: would get it if they yep. gave for full yeah, postseason.
2: Freddie was pretty damn good too.
0: Freddie had five home runs in the whole postseason. Yeah. Each yeah. there was a there was somebody better in each of the three rounds than Freddie uh, position guys. But, but he was Masic, consistent. but Matic across the board was unbelievable. And the other guy was Will Smith. Yeah. My God. Yeah. He had six saves in the postseason, six out of six, didn't allow an earned run. I mean his 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 opponent's yeah. average and OPS were he, ridiculous.
1: He was as Nobody automatic with like no drama either. Really. No drama. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. It was didn't like punch he out flipped. a lot either.
2: I think yeah. it was one or two strikeouts. Yeah, Nobody picks.
0: else had more than one save for any team yeah. in the postseason. I know that a lot of that's how guys are used and everything, yeah. and a lot of the games were blowouts. But nevertheless, he had six of six saves. For me, what, wonder... what
2: what Matzik did was – what Will Smith did is it's clean. It's a great job. But Matzik never knowing when he's going to come in oh and, and getting thrown into – that, that situation, is loaded, base two. is loaded, second and third, no outs, no striking outs. out the side, like that type of stuff for me. Yeah. If you cool. don't have that guy, like what Hader was doing for Milwaukee yeah. when yep. they went deep, if you don't have that guy – yeah. Your postseason falls apart if you can't yeah. get out of those game-changing situations. So, for right. me, what he did was a lot more valuable than Will, even though Will did a great
0: job. Right, right. Can't argue that.
1: I want, are we going to follow up, Dave, with uh, Snit's proclamation of the bullpen going to Hawaii? Are we going to be able to like that was find tremendous. out if that happens?
0: That was oh, tremendous. Gonna, he'll do it.
1: I, wanna, I can't he'll do wait it. and see if that happens. Oh, he'll That was
0: tremendous. Sure. McGurk should give him his plane go out and send a whole group out there, the bullpen out to Hawaii in a was, private jet. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That was awesome. Here's
1: here's a question for you. That for some reason it just every time I watch Freddie and see what he's doing because I also got to come on and say that I was wrong. Remember we talked about Freddie back in like May and I was like, oh, I don't. He'll he'll be fine, but I don't think he'll get up to his career number. And he did. And he went over (laughs) and got three hundred. It was was right there with
0: slug and an OPS and OBP too. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show.
1: Here's a question: Is At any point, when do we start talking about Freddie's career being exceeding chippers? I mean, they're on the
2: same path. I know. You got to do it, though.
0: I think if he has about three more Freddie years, about three more Freddie years, he's going to have to do it. We
1: we all know that's, you know, that's his kind of, uh, Freddie's kind of, you know, that's what he's reaching. He he has that chipper in his sights a little bit. Like, we know that's what motivates him to an extent. Right. he got, I mean, he talked about it. He's He's like, got the MVP, got the World Series. Right. Chipper, I, mean, I
0: think he needs to have about three more Freddie years to, to get up where Chipper was, though. If just look at the sheer home runs. Chipper was over 300 from both sides. The no, OBP, no, hard to OB compare. Pay, hard to compare. Gonna, Chipper was 300, 400, 500, you know, in the slash line. Defense playing
2: good D, yeah, leadership. I mean, yeah. It, it's they're, they're, it's crazy to have seen Freddie and as a rookie in 2010 and watch the yeah. whole thing. You know, that's the first career that I think's a real Hall of Fame career that I've been able to watch from day one happen. Yeah. And it's crazy just to see it develop and start even having a conversation of this funny looking rookie that came up, you know, the yep. funny dude. All of a sudden, yep. you're putting him in the same sentence as Chipper Jones, and it's not ridiculous.
0: And Chipper won a batting title at 36. Remember? Yeah. Freddie'll <laughs> do, will do something like it. that too, though. He's gonna he wasn't playing hitting. every day at that point either, though. Freddie's at about the point where Chipper started going from playing 158 to 162 games, just started getting hurt and missing part. Freddie's yeah. about that age now. Yeah, sure. I think Freddie might have got gone- yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if he holds it together, because the last couple of years <laughs> Freddie's been healthy. After those couple of years where he, where he had the freak injuries, like getting hit in the wrist yeah. by, you know, breaking his wrist, that kind of thing. Has
1: Chip has uh, has Freddie? What's what's like his, what's like his worst year? I mean, was it back when he was Doesn't younger and one. only hit like nineteen homers, what like or seventeen? He had like real, but he still probably hit. His, his power his got center. sapped
0: a little that year. He had the uh, broken wrist, and he came back. Came wow. back in only like seven weeks. So he had a couple yeah. years where his power was down a little bit, but his average has never been.
1: Never, right? He's never struggled. He
0: I, can't, <laughs> I can't
1: think of a time when Freddie's, I mean, other than this year for the first couple months, I can't think of a time where Freddie's been like bad and, for a long time.
0: And Chipper never told him, because Chipper was, was the one that brought up that discussion. Chipper told him early on when Freddie's batting, you know, more than a month into the season, Freddie's batting like, 200 190 something. And Chipper's like, hey, I had a year where I hit 245, you know, with 30 bombs. And and Freddie tells us, but I don't want to tell him I don't want to hit 245 with 30 yeah. bombs. <laughs> yeah. and, we're, and we're thinking, well, you might have to accept it, dude. But yeah. nope. <laughs> we ended up the year right where he normally is.
2: That's that David Ross quote. He told me one of my first years was water finds its level. You know, never panic. You know, your your talent, what you bring to the table, it'll it'll all even out. And you look around the league and it's like you know, maybe Yelich is a guy that that water didn't find his level. but most of the guys, you watch yeah. how they start. Some guys start out, they're hitting 340 into July and they finish right back at 285 where they normally are, yep. something like right. that. It just it's crazy. There's no fluke stuff in a major league season. It's too long.
0: Here you go. Yeah. Here's your Freddy's second year is age twenty-two season, second full season. He hit two fifty-nine. That oh, was yeah. his worst year. But he had uh what 33 doubles 23 homers 94 ribbies and a 796 ops that was his worst year
2: i was looking at 2015 too 276
0: yeah 276, yeah, 276 841 18. ops though yeah 18 homers yeah 18 that homers, was one of those years ribbies yeah that Didn't was years hurt there. that was years Yeah year he, he played 118
2: that year and then that he year, only played so.
0: 117 two years later when he broke his wrist and everybody's starting to say oh he can never stay healthy we're going this oh. is not but he's not having those kind of injuries that that you can say yeah. a guy can't stay healthy. He's having injuries where he like, gets hit by a fastball, you know?
2: Yeah. Hip, like a hip, you know, that keeps flaring up, or like right. Buxton keeps, Buxton has some random injuries, but or he also Yelich has some is, real ones. Or
0: Yelich's back, yeah. you know, that, that kind type of type of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. Freddie, since then, after everybody was saying, you know, he couldn't play, you know, he couldn't stay healthy, since then, played, led the league with 162 games played in 2018, 158 games played in 2019. All 60 games played in 2020 and 159 games played with a league high 695 played appearances this year in his age 32 season or 31 season. Can't say he's been an all star five times. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh,
1: I can't believe. I can't wait to see just where where he goes from here just because he just seems so consistent. Like he yeah. doesn't, he, look, he looks young, like he doesn't look old. You know, he's not aging in front of us. He just,
3: he he's just moving looks the same. Like
1: he's, he just looks like he's just going to keep on rolling, just keeps on hitting. And the crazy thing is, is I remember when I my last year, and feeling the way that like pitchers' velocities were just like ninety eight yeah. all of a sudden. And I'm thinking like I'm I'm leaving at the right time. Like this mm-hmm. this game's about to get real yeah. hard. And everyone just flipped around and like that was the year he hit like three sixty. Like, yeah, and Markakis was raking and like everyone was hitting ridiculous and it's it's like it's like hitting just all of a sudden got easy but it didn't but i mean it just you know, he he just has turned it into this ho-hum just gonna get my knocks
0: you're, you're you talking know. about how he looked weird as a kid he had that pudgy body wasn't fat yeah. but he had that baby uh, fat on him and his face and his, his body bad
2: haircut he had a bad haircut it was
0: kind of, it was pasty looking and all that yeah. and you look at him now and like he's gr- he, he was like a late bloomer because now he's like but he's not all ripped. He doesn't come to spring training every year and you're wondering what he's going to look like. He looks the same. He comes in, he's in good shape, but he's not all ripped, you know, and you're going, okay, can he stay healthy? He doesn't look like Stanton where he's going to pull up, you know, and he's going to pull a uh, oblique, you know, swinging too hard. He's just Freddie, you know, he's just this perfectly proportioned kind of like Chipper was, you know, (laughs) Chipper was real big one year, but otherwise Chipper was never, you know, he didn't come to spring training ripped. It was like six four yeah. and just kind of proportioned. That's that do. baseball
2: body, man. You can't yeah. be too lean to and play one sixty two. Oh man, one hundred percent,
1: one hundred percent. God, those guys that I remember playing with, that young guys come in that could be on magazines, and and that was like a big focus: their diet, their their exercise, their nutrition. And it was like, yeah, you got to have a little bit of fat in your belly, just a little bit.
3: That's what a little be, bit. Bobby said
1: you, you can't, can't be pull four fat. or five percent. Can't be 25 percent body fat and go yeah. out there and play baseball because it's too long and too hard. You're That's standing, probably.
2: I look back at judge. that. I'm like, I wish I would have tried getting fat before I before I retired. I wish I would have <laughs> taken an off season, just to eat ice cream and put on about 20 pounds of fat, taking that body to spring training and seeing how it felt throwing.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, Chipper. Speaking of having Chipper on, Chipper was on uh, Jason Stark's uh, Starkville podcast, so everybody should listen to that because it's just Chipper. So he's Ooh. on there. He talks about everything. Talks about Austin Riley. Talks about Freddie's contract. So listen to Jason Starkville podcast for sure. That's a good um, one. And by, speaking of bodies, man, you look at the relievers on this team. None of them are those kind of guys that are ripped either. If you look and, and they all stayed healthy for the whole year. They didn't really have anybody with significant injuries all season. And they had some guys that put in a lot of innings, man. A lot of appearances. Yeah. And you look at the the guys like Matzik. You look at Luke. Yeah. You know, at uh, uh, Smith, at Will Smith, yeah. they're big guys. Will's big guy, but he's not yeah. all ripped up and shredded at all.
2: You can't yeah. move. You know, I, I don't want to say you can't, but it's it's if you're born like that, like if you're just born shredded, mm-hmm. like Jay Hay was just born a right. specimen, like he's right. just built different. Um, but if you're born like that, it's one thing. But I think when you manipulate and work out and chase that certain physique, and you're changing your body's Center natural. Guard cinder guard. <laughs> but cinder guard gets hurt a lot you know and, and he all works the time. hard that's he's, what i'm saying well, that's, that's yeah what he's yeah saying. he's, he's yeah, always in the saying. he's always in the gym always lifting hurt. and getting big you it's know all the guys that for him. i it's think you way. just make
3: yeah.
1: to
2: baseball movements are all about relaxing into positions and when you shorten muscles up and tighten things up and beat up your ligaments lifting weights yeah. it, there's there it's a slippery slope
0: i saw yeah. i saw this man i saw kevin brown have the most dominant season i've ever seen from a pitcher that i covered with the uh, marlins in 96 97 one of those two years or both of those two years through a new no, no hitter in 97 uh, heard he was jacked at candlestick yeah but he had this perfect pitcher's body kind of like smoltz wide shoulders but he wasn't but he wasn't all he wasn't all shredded he was about 200 pounds 210 about 6 3 and he had that bowling ball sinker I mean, he was unbelievable, that guy. Was the most dominant pitcher I've seen, including Maddox, because that was a different kind of dominant. But Kevin Brown was overpowering. But then he got that big contract with the Dodgers. He went out. I'm not going to say he did roids because I don't don't have any proof of that. But he (laughs) added about 20 pounds of muscle because he wanted to get even more dominant. Never the same after that. He broke down. (laughs) He was never the same again after that. He had the perfect pitcher's body, lean, muscular, but not ripped up. And he just ruined it. And Charlie's broke got down. the
2: perfect pitcher's body for me. Yeah.
0: Yes, he had a body yeah. like Charlie Morton. That if yeah. you, yeah, yeah, designed it in a lab for pitching. That's yeah. what Kevin Brown looked like. Charlie Morton, real similar bodies.
1: Yeah, it's it's a funny thing, and it's I mean I've heard Pujols talk about it with hitters like you got to have a little you got to have a little tummy like not bad it's not like a you just don't want that like magazine physique really yeah you're not gonna six bricks there's no pop man there's, you're not gonna have any power behind you there my, you think so yeah. you think you're strong and all this
2: but no it's funny man my first off season retired I was like all right it doesn't matter anymore I'm gonna get shredded and I think this is probably plays into it is just your energy reserve to get through 162 but I did like you know all this crazy dieting and crossfit workouts and stuff and I got down to like six seven percent body fat the remote, the remote would be like eight feet away from me on the couch. I couldn't get myself to go get that thing. I was so drained. So you think about being that lean, you know, and trying yeah. to get through a season, like you need some yeah. fat and you need some sugar stored up to, to have that that power and that explosiveness yeah. every day.
0: I mean, look yeah. like B Mac, man. He had that body that was like he was never really shredded. You look at B Mac, you go, This guy's a great player, but he, he never can rotate he played like the, the, the hardest position there is. In the heat in Atlanta and played like a lot of games. Yep. And he yep. never really had serious injuries. He played through the knee thing until he had to have surgery after a year, but after a season. But I mean he yeah. had one of those bodies. And Gaddis could go
1: up and down the line for sure. Gaddis.
0: Gaddis was a huge guy, but he wasn't all shredded like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. He was just a big man. But he had yeah. some, he had he had some fat on him.
2: It'll be it'll be real interesting to see what kind of longevity, you know, especially a lot of the hard throwing pitchers that are coming up. What kind of longevity, the guys that are really starting to train for velocity and power and do all these, you know, because guys, guys get after it in the off season. Now they're, they take what, two, three weeks off and then they're hitting the gym, they're squatting, lifting, benching. And, you know, I think the power transfers in a sense where their velocity goes up, they're hitting bombs, but it'll be interesting to see the longevity that guys have, that have these routines. And I think the biggest... The biggest ligaments. key is making the adjustment and knowing when it's time to back mm-hmm. off and you've got your strength and now it's time to be mobile.
0: The tendons yeah. and ligaments just can't handle that year no. after year after year the, with the pitchings, especially these guys, the pitchers that get big like Cindergard. Yeah. Yep. Just, uh, Muller was the guy that was scaring me how big he was getting, you know, ripped. Yeah. But I think he kind of backed off a little bit. He's just a normal, huge guy. So did Soroka. Yeah, Sroka and Sroka said, you know, he learned that he needed to back off a little bit, those workouts. And he came the next year, he wasn't nearly as ripped up, but, you know, his injury had nothing to do with that. You know, that's that's, just a random. Yeah.
1: Well, there's, I mean, as a fan now and like sitting at home watching and, and being a kind of casual observer of baseball, it's like a different deal when you, like, I used to just always pride myself, and I think guys would pride themselves inside the game of having some longevity in the game. Yeah, and now as a fan, you kind of—I don't know—that you care about that as much. So you kind of want to see guys have really great seasons. And yeah. Those are the guys that get talked about all the time. Is just like who, I mean, we just talked about a handful of guys that's like, uh, I mean, they've only got like a couple years. There's guys that are like flash in the pan year, and then they're out of the game. You look at service time, and it's like five, six years, you yeah. know, but things like that. So you know, there's two sides of every, everything here. You know, getting shredded up, getting into this. You know, work out and having this awesome season uh, and, and then kind of learning how to adjust, like you said, yeah. and figuring out your body and how to maintain. Because, you know, like a Noah, like I, w- I wonder what Noah's career is going to look like the rest of the way. And, yeah. I, and I can actually remember David Wright telling him Noah's a little chirpy uh, by the yeah. way Dave, um, he's Not the guy that's going to fall in line with some of the like, uh, he definitely is anti-unwritten rule. But just in terms of a locker room kind of veteran, mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't run, a, he wanted to skip a few steps. Yeah. And David Wright lit into him more than one occasion. And I remember one time in particular was, I've seen, I've seen 10 of you come and go. And, yeah. you know, yeah. at that, you know, you look yeah. at Noah and you're like, he's got a good career. He had been in the game that long. Yeah. He's probably got, I think he's a free agent. So he's got six years, made, made a lot of money. So that's a great, everything's a great accomplishment. But, you know if that goal is 10 years or if that goal is hall of fame or whatever you know nobody's going to remember man. him right
0: now if he if he has another right. great year nobody's going to remember yeah. him in 10 years You yeah. got
1: to see what these guys are going to look like you know come in throwing 100 okay but dude, what about the next like 8 years of your yeah. career uh, and, or 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 guys that are you know position players that come in and have these i mean we're seeing uh, unprecedented amounts of 21 22 year old guys yeah. having yeah. monster seasons, just taking the game over by storm. Chris Bryant could be one that like comes to mind. that's a little bit further down the line, tore this place up, but now he's a very good major leaguer, but he's not what he was. Right. Right. So how do you, what do you do? How do you uh, grow into that?
0: Well, you know what? I think the, the Mets, they missed a guy like David Wright. David Wright would have been so good on that team this year. The yeah. leadership that he provided that team needed him this year. Yeah, when they, they were booing split. their
2: fans. Yes, <laughs> yes, he's the one I'm guy
0: that. that had enough gravitas and seniority there that could have maybe brought yeah, bias yeah. down to earth and Lindor and made Lindor maybe relax a little early on yeah. when he just or
2: talked him through it, talked him through the
0: pressure. Yeah, I think he freaked out when he started slow and and the, and the fans were all over him. Well, that
1: I think that that group of guys this year reminded me an awful lot of the Mets from like two thousand four, two thousand five, before David became like the mm-hmm. veteran, when he was still young. Because you remember those teams back then, they had the same issues. I mean, yeah. even with Wagner and Glavin, I think we're actually on the team. And I remember right. Wagner getting interviewed and going off about how he's answering all the questions and all these other guys are yeah. running away. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And so yeah. it kind of, kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Kind of, you know, I do remember of guys, that. The way they were behaving, the way they were acting. It's hard
0: for so, a pitcher to do that, man. We've talked about that. It's hard for a pitcher to be that guy, you know?
2: And it's it's for sure. hard for um, – it's hard in New York because it's it's like what Kelly's taught. If you come up in New York and you have a good season, you're the man in a in in the biggest, coolest city in, yeah. in, in the United States. You're like the, the way those egos for young guys blow up in New York is unlike yeah. anywhere else, any yeah. other team, maybe LA, maybe the Dodgers, but it's still not that concentrated right. where you're walking up and down the streets in New York. I, I remember going to dinner or something with Sindergard and It was like, as soon as we walked in, every head in the whole restaurant turned and looked at him. All the crowd just parted and letting him walk through. You know, so it's like how it, it's the hardest place ever to have a guy not let any of that get to his head and, and have that ego blow up.
0: Right, because you had you had the the two extremes on how to deal with that because nobody's ever dealt with it in the modern era like Derek Jeter did. Because right. Mickey Mantle and them, that was a different era. They didn't have social media. They couldn't have done the things they did if they, everybody had camera phones. Derek Jeter, what he pulled off. It's miraculous. It's miraculous. And it even makes his Hall of Fame credentials even the greater, that he did it without ever having anybody in New York do anything untoward in New York. Yeah. But the other extreme extreme of that is the Dark Knight. Look what happened to him. He has a little success, and all of a sudden, you know, he's late getting the games. He's running it. He gets hurt, and then he gets booed, and then he handles it. You know, I mean, he's went the other direction. So, I mean, that's – Well, you
2: you could see the problem developing, but what am I going to say? If, you know, I go over to the Mets and I got – 56 ERA what am I going to say to right. a guy that's the toast of the town right you know so Let's it's say, like that that service right. time goes out the window in, in certain I've seen, cities
1: I've seen David pull pull him aside and have those conversations it, it's just some some guys are unreachable in, in certain situations and it doesn't matter who's talking to them but
0: and, uh, and that, you know, and it's that go, too bad and that goes back to the chemistry we've talked about so many times and this year I mean we talked about it a lot but you always think there's people that listen and go roll their eyes and go yeah yeah chemistry whatever this year, this bridge team is the one that will be held up for a long time as the classic yeah. example of what happens when you have great chemistry, and you have a team that's better than the sum of its parts. Yeah, they had a lot of great players on this game on this team, but they were better than a, they performed better than some teams that had more talent, like the Dodgers.
2: Yep, nobody you know? gave them a shot either. No,
0: and they performed Underdog. better. They were a better team because all the pieces fit together, and that's that's Alex. And that's Snit leading it like perfectly. And that's Freddie leading it in a clubhouse, you know, and adding guys that fit perfectly into the chemistry in July instead of disrupting it, instead of worrying about their arbitration coming up. Instead of Jock Peterson complaining about going from an everyday guy for those first couple of weeks when, when he came over to going to a utility or to a uh, platoon role once Rosario came off the DL, but you never heard Jock complain about it publicly. Yeah, you know, and here's hope. a guy that's going to hit free agency, and he could have complained about it, said he, he wants to play every day, but he never did, yeah. you know? Dude, so nothing's
1: going to turn me into a grumpy old player more than, than people talking about chemistry doesn't matter.
0: No, yeah. but that's
2: it's, where I draw the line. <laughs> that's
1: it, man. I'm going to be just that grumpy dude if, if you start. That, that was kind of where it was uh, at the end of, of my career. I mean, that's, that's where you're looking at the, the switch of, Let's get rid of some older dudes and start going younger. And it's sometimes you're looking at it like, how's that working out for you? Trying to fill mm-hmm. two or three roster spots with a combination of 15 guys yeah. that have no business playing in the major leagues um, and un- not understanding that not only are you not getting the same production experience, but you're not getting a constant presence or you know, whatever it is in that culture department or in that in that Whoa. chemistry department.
2: A guy he like can't. Eric Kinski, man, that, that will call out yeah. anybody on the team. And, and he's it, been through it. Makes, it and he, he young guy comes up. He helps him on the bench. You know, he tells him how he's, to accept the role. You know, there's been guys on the Braves the yes. last few years that we noticed weren't too happy with a bench role. You know, they wanted to be playing. Young guys. And there's, there's guys that can talk you through those emotions and explain to you realistically yeah. where your career's at. Like you're not looking at being a superstar anymore. Like yeah. you need to, you need to yeah. accept whatever role you can get and get, get on this train. Cause it's, it'll go on without you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I think uh, uh, Mark Kekas, man, he wasn't on this team. He retired, but God hit, if you ask the players that were around through the whole, what he did for the culture of this team.
3: Yeah.
1: That's was huge. Was I could tell, I, I tell you snit right away. I talked to him about it and he's like, He's like, Marquecas is the greatest thing that ever happened in my career because he said all the BS that, you know, it probably was referencing Acuna, a couple of the things he was doing where he would hit a ball off the wall and end up you know mm-hmm. at first base or whatever. And he would say Nick would just pop his head and be like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. And he'd just move on. And it's like, this is great. I don't have to deal yeah. with any of this. Yeah, it's so much better stuff. coming from a player because you got somebody that uh, recognizes it and says, I'll just go. I'll, I'll go take care of that. And someone's going to listen to him, too, you know. That's the yeah. other part of it. You can't be just some whatever that that's not accountable to yourself and you know that's gonna no one's gonna listen to you if you're like that. I mean you have and, to have that special guy.
0: And and Markakis and Freddie and B Mac for the year he was here, they had uh and they took it upon themselves to make sure these young guys both both what you just said they reminded them how to play the game right, but they also made those guys feel comfortable and not walking yeah. on eggshells. So yeah. they had the rare this team had the had the, had the wherewithal or the foresight to to make. They knew they were going to lean on these guys like Acuna and Ozzy. They needed them, so they made them feel comfortable from day one and not walking on eggshells, not going through all the bullshit harassment and all that, you know, and hazing and all that because they needed them from right from the start. And yep. they they both those the guys play the game right. I mean, so. You can you can do you can be you can uh, you can be a flamboyant player like Acuna and still play the game right, which they did. Acuna, you know, there were a couple exceptions where he didn't run out of ball, but that's he hustled his ass off for the most part, and he got extra bases. He went for extra base. The people just remember him getting called out by Freddie and by B Mac or whatever. But that was those were productive, man. Those weren't negatives; those were huge positives for this team that helped to get where it is now.
2: Yeah, I mean, people don't understand how tough tough, uh, professional athletes are where you can, you can have a teammate call you out, tell you, you messed up right, and get, get in your grill and deliver a message pretty firmly. Yeah. And then you guys sit at a table and eat dinner together five yeah. minutes later and you're over it. Now, you know, those things blow up uh, outside well, the clubhouse, social but in the media, clubhouse, yeah. in the clubhouse, you turn the page on that yep. stuff in, in a matter of minutes.
0: That's what they don't understand. Yeah. They're so, they're so, it's such a sensitive world now where everybody gets their feelings hurt and everybody, you know, Gets in trouble for saying the wrong thing or whatever. Those rules don't apply in the no. clubhouse, though, man. It's still the way it used to be, and you can call guys names that you'll never use yeah. in public, and and yep. and they'll get over it, and it's part of it, and they laugh about it, yep. and they, but they but they'll take the message, they'll take it constructively, and they'll move on, you know, and they don't hold it. It's not your feelings don't no. get hurt. You're like over it. You're over it
2: in minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In other walks of life, right. it's not just once in a while. It's every day. You're used to it.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. You also know who, you know, who the older guys, the veterans that are doing the calling out or those conversations, you're going to find out real quick who who they know are the actual future players, too. Because if right. they're not yeah. messing with you, right. No. <laughs> <that's laughs> okay. yeah. You're probably
2: yeah. going back on that bus yeah. to Gwinnett that's next right. week. Right. So we're not going to put a lot of effort into you. If you, you want to
1: be a manager or a coach and you, you know, you want to know like what the players think, just take a look at who they're talking to and who they're inviting, who they're putting their arm around or who they're yelling yeah. at. If they're not, you know, then it's just like you're not worth our time. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I I, that's a good point.
2: That's a good
1: point. (laughs) We were
0: in the clubhouse, you know, until up until the pandemic, and you'd see Marquez, who people thought he was this, you know, from outside. You're just looking at the interviews and him never smiling, and you're thinking he's this old veteran who hates these young guys. It couldn't be further from the truth. He had a great relationship with Ozzy, with Acuna in a clubhouse before the game, he's over there talking to these guys. Uh, they're laughing and stuff and they're working and they're in the, and they're working out. Cause Nick was always working out. So he's in the weight room talking to these guys, but all people see on TV is he's not, he doesn't smile like Acuna does and Ozzie does and Dansby does or whatever, but they he had a great relationship with Ozzie. Ozzie would go over to his It'd be in his ear all the time asking him shit. So, those guys were just huge parts of what this success. Now, with the, the ones some that aren't here now, like Tyler Flowers and and Marcakis especially, and and Mac yeah. in the year he was here. I mean, they all had a huge hand in, in this thing all coming together this year. Because this year they were, it was the epitome of it. They were all on the same page this year, man. Yeah, that was and that's, that's the, what
2: it takes.
1: They had the right blend, man. That
0: and the coaching that staff right blend. Uh, it, 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 the coaching staff is just so good. I mean, the Wash <laughs> could
2: put a better mix together. Walt
0: Weiss and I mean, and, and EY and 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 then Snit let delegate until those guys. It just all came together, and you just you want to bring back as many pieces of it as you can next year and keep it together. And that's why that's why I can't even imagine a scenario where they let Freddie go over some dollars because they should have got it done now uh, before now because it's going to cost more money than it would have before. I don't Price know why. Went up. Liberty Media, I am convinced, did not give them the approval to give to sign into the contract it was going to take until they saw the earnings reports come in the last two quarters because they've been off the charts. But now it's going to cost a lot more because they won a World Series. Yeah. His agent knows how much more money they're making now, and his agent has every right to ask a little bit more than it would have cost when if they'd have done it last winter when Freddie was coming off you know, MVP already. But now he's a yeah. World Series champion. Yeah.
2: Where are you at on that, Kelly?
1: On the, on what they're going to do with him as a free agent, that kind of stuff. I, I dude, I can't even imagine. Um, and I I guess listening to that, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm also thinking like Freddie, he's pretty rich already, and he knows he's going to get some 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 cash. So does he take less?
2: I mean,
0: I think so. But how much less? Yeah, he's going to have to take less. That's almost assured. Yeah, but it's a matter of how much less. Ten million, well, okay, but thirty million.
2: Wait, he's already uh, taken a discount, too. Well,
0: that, that yeah. contract they gave him last time was fair at the time. It was
2: fair, but he out, I guess he outplayed it. He outplayed you know it I mean. badly. Yes, yeah. he outplayed yeah, it yeah. badly.
0: But it was fair for where he was at that point of his career. Yeah,
2: that's true. That's true. Yeah. But his agent. You think he's like,
0: 25 a year? Is that like this? Nah, more that than that. that. Now oh, it's more than that. But his agent it? could be like what you just said, Eric. Is he outplayed his contract the last four or five years badly. So we yeah. ain't taking a discount now. And he shouldn't. He should not take a hometown discount. It should be fair for both sides. But somebody's gonna come in with an offer big that's above what is fair yeah. for both sides, you know? Because that's what it's gonna take to get him somewhere else. Well, and
1: who who else is gonna who else is gonna pay him
0: though? No. Dude, I could see the Dodgers.
1: Can you imagine Giants. Freddie playing no. first base for the they Dodgers? Got- they got Muncie. No, they I can't. You could can move that. Muncie.
0: They moved him this year. I, here's
1: the here's the wild card and I know that. How about that the Angels? Ange- the Angels are his hometown team. And he's, he could he's drive LA, to the ballpark. He is a
0: California guy. He could drive to, to the ballpark from his house and you know. That would
1: be the one that would scare me, but they have that Walsh kid who can who can play. Right. Yeah. So, but he, he might be able to play a different position. I don't know. And they
0: got trout and they've got they've that's got That's the only one that's the only one that, that me. They're gonna have to pay Shohei. You gotta buy pitching though. So they got to, they go. got to buy pitching. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I, how about the Yankees? If they yeah. wanted to, I can't see it, Freddie going to New York, but they could they make got, him an offer.
1: I mean, I, I just don't know where else Freddie goes outside of like an angels or. that's going to spend Cubs. aren't Maybe that's, right now.
2: maybe that's their logic too, is, yeah, you know, I know, we'll let you shop. Cause we don't think. Right. You, you know, but if for I'm me, agent,
0: if I'm no, they agent. just do it.
1: I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I just don't, I just, I just don't. See that, I, I, I,
0: I'm, I'm, I've never wavered on this. I am. certainty stay in or very close to 100%. Eric feels a little differently. He thinks there's a chance he could go, but I I can't see it. And now that they've won the World Series, it would be the biggest PR mistake they've made in so long if they let him go because all the goodwill that you built up and the season tickets are going to spike again. They were second in the majors in attendance this year behind the Dodgers. And every team gets a spike in attendance after winning the World Series. The only exception was the Marlins when they blew up the team before they could even get the spike but they made it known yep. in 97 as they're winning the world series that they're going to blow up the team. <laughs> the Braves don't episode. have, they
1: don't have anybody coming up or any no. natural, no, they don't have anybody, anybody ready. They'd have, slide to, over, they'd have to get Riley. somebody. Yeah, you they're know, not moving. Uh, Riley. Raleigh. Raleigh's no. becoming
0: a, almost a no, gold glove no, no, no. guy. I'm
1: just talking. Yeah, for sure. For they sure. traded
0: Bryce ball who might've been that guy in a couple more years, but even he was a long ways away, but they don't have a guy. They'd have to go get a guy. It can't happen. He's too important yeah. to this team and his fan base.
2: I just – I wonder how he feels. You know, I know he's saying the right things, but I wonder how he feels about it getting to this point. I wonder how he felt when he was hitting 196 in May right. and, and looking at if I don't turn this around, I got to hit the free agent market at hitting 220 and everybody thinks I get old. I wonder how he feels about the position he got put in regardless of what he's saying.
0: How about if he would have got hit by a fastball again? We've seen yeah. it twice where he played less than 120 games. What if he'd have had one of those injuries again? He took all the risk; The team took none of the risk. None That's of the risk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. So All yeah, right. I think well, his who, price tag's closer to thirty million now than twenty five, which it would have been if they'd have given him, I think, a year ago, I think he would have taken five years and about a hundred and yeah, forty. I bet he he'd
2: still take five, five, six million less a year, you know, if the years were the same and everything was equal to, to stay
0: in Atlanta. My understanding is he's asking for six and the Braves have been offering five. That's just my understanding. I don't know if yeah. that's certain, but I that's heard my that, too. that he wants that sixth year. I heard if you're that talking too. And if you're talking, you know, probably closer to thirty million a year than twenty five. I don't know though that for sure, but
1: what? Uh, who, who are the other free agents again? We still got Rosario, Jock, Soler, and Duvall.
0: Duvall is a really weird case. I've never heard of a case like Duvall. He had a contract he signed with the Marlins that had a that had a low salary this year with an option for 2022 with a, a was a seven million or nine million dollar option or 7000000 million, I'm sorry, mutual option that he declined because he could make more than $7 million. But it had a $3 million buyout. Okay, so the Braves pay the $3 million buyout, but he's still not a free agent. So he's still arbitration. I've never heard of a case of that. So he's arbitration eligible. If the Braves want to pay him arbitration, they can just offer him arbitration and pay him about $9 million. But they already paid either. him the $3 million buyout. I don't even know how. So never heard how, of that. So, how is the arbitration Because he doesn't eligible? have six
2: years. Duvall doesn't have six years? Nope. Oh, so he signed his free agent deal after getting waived or, or non-tendered?
0: He was non-tendered. He signed with the Marlins a one-year deal plus an option. Got but you. he still doesn't have six years. So he's still under contractual control. If they give oh. him arbitration, he'd make like $9 million plus the $3 million they paid him for the buyout. So they either got to non-tender him or sign him to like a two-year deal with, to bring that average AAV down, I would think. It doesn't make much sense to give him $9 million plus $3 million that... You know, 12 million. I think you would give him like two years, 20 million, right? That makes more sense. What I'm you trying make? to
1: look him up because I'm
2: thinking about He's going to get you know, a raise, like, you know?
0: Yeah, he'd he make like about two. 9 million in arbitration. He would have made 7 yeah. last year if they would have tendered him, but instead he went to the Marlins on that deal with like a 5 million salary this year and a $7 million option.
1: Oh, that's weird. He does 150 homers. In less than six years.
0: Oh, he he led the league he led the league in RBIs and hit like thirty eight bombs, man. And won a gold glove.
1: Yeah. He won a gold glove. But he's done he's done all this in the past, you know, that people just forget how good he was in Cincinnati. I mean,
0: because the low OBP. He's got like the lowest OBP ever for a guy that led a league in RBIs, I think.
2: And one down year, man, it's it's crazy how much one down year scares teams. You know?
0: Yep. Yep, when he came over and had that year. Like even yeah. if Freddie had
2: hit if Freddie had hit two thirty last year for one year, and then yeah. done this again oh, yeah. this year, like it puts so much more doubt in teams' minds. But the fact that he's really never had that shitty year, uh, it makes yeah. his it makes his free agency. But that's so what Javale is.
0: It's like a 230, 225, twenty five, two thirty hitter. Is going to hit you thirty yeah. to forty home run, 30, 35 home runs, and drive in a ton of runs. That's what he is, yep. and play great deep, really solid Will defense. Be.
1: It'll be interesting to see what they do then, because I mean, you got to fill the outfield. You know, Acuna's going to come back, and you got Pache. Then you're going to, but you need two guys, and then yeah. Freddie, and then you know, you got you got Charlie coming back. The bullpen's staying intact, right? Pretty much the pitching staying intact. They should be getting Soroka back. Uh, so, by the way, it's a pretty good team. They just got to spend some money to Both keep them these are guys. are coming
2: back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've got That's you over. don't have you don't have the uh, the holes this that. This year time you had last year where you went out and got Smiley and Charlie Morton. You don't yeah. have to do that. Now you've got Ian Anderson. You got freed. You I'm got Charlie. You, these guys to are smart, deal. man. They,
1: they're kind of so like, really- um, Belichick, you know, Belichick gets so much credit for seeing kind of the end before it gets there. You're kind of mm-hmm. like, man, he was all pro last year and he right. releases them. And the next thing you know, they're just right. He's like, Oh, he saw it coming. That's and how these guys are getting smart. And <laughs> you, know? you wouldn't, don't, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we don't see some turnover that, might shock you.
0: And, and then you got then you got a couple of guys that that showed plenty uh yeah. in limited opportunities this year. I, I thought Kyle Wright really was said the same thing last year, but even last year he had one great start in postseason and one where he got shelled. But he yeah. really looked good in those innings he pitched yeah. in the postseason. postseason. He looked like a different guy.
1: <laughs> postseason success yeah. can, the confidence that you get off of that man. Yeah, I he looked like a different guy to me. Life and Tucker changing. Davidson
0: Tucker Davidson's a guy. Muller, we saw we saw Muller this year have a nice little run when he came up for a while. Yeah. It looked like he just got tired and team's got a scouting report on him. But that stuff is outstanding. So you only yeah. need two spots after those top three in the rotation. And I'll then, let them
2: all uh, fight it out, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: These guys are going to have a good off
1: season. It's going to be a different season now. It's going to be, you know, things change and guys come back is- and
0: – the outfield's really the only spot. You got your, your infields intact if you get Freddie back because Darno signed – they signed him to an extension. Catching position is loaded because you got Shea coming up and they got to decide That's on him and Contreras next year. If you, Are you ready to have Shea be the backup, play a couple times a week? Or do you still want him spending another year at AAA and have Contreras be your backup? If not, you could trade Contreras' offseason. You got Pache and Drew Waters – I don't know. That there's room for 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 one of those guys, much less two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I could see one, at least one of those guys getting traded this off season.
1: I think that. I mean, it's hard to call Acuna a wild card, but like to have the best player in the game coming off an injury that he's going to be so hungry to yeah to get going again
0: after yeah. watching you this. You can World Series. You
1: cannot ask for a more like uplifting psychological yeah. thing for a team that's going to come after. Because dude, let's be honest. Like you, you go to the World Series and you win it. There's a hangover. It's a short off season. Yeah, uh, pitchers are, have been how many extra pitches and innings did these guys throw? So you yeah. know, you gotta be careful. There's a reason why teams don't go back to back.
2: Right. Like, yeah, never. for sure.
1: Um, and so, but to have your best player and then Soroka, hopefully, guys coming back with a chip on their shoulder, with energy and excitement of like getting back out on the field.
0: Yeah. I didn't on top of Soroka.
1: winning a World Series, I mean.
0: Yeah, you, I didn't you even probably can't Soroka. draw it up
1: any better. Yeah.
0: Cuz I don't think you can count on Soroka. I mean, they want him to be back by sometime in the summer, but we've they learned this year they're not going to put a timetable on it, you know? I mean, just come up, there's nobody there's no precedent for a guy with two two tears of the of the Achilles to come back. So you really don't know until I mean, it happens. They certainly hope he does it, but you can't count on it. It should be fine. Ozuna, don't know what's going to happen with him. I can't see him playing again for the Braves, but I think he's going to get suspended for at least half a season. I mean, regardless of that,
1: guess haven't we? Isn't the precedent for him kind of Jose Reyes, a little bit kind of coming back? He, I think he suited up for the Rockies a little bit before they got rid of him to send him to the Mets, but or no, the Blue Blue Jays.
0: Where did he yeah, go? I ju- yeah, I just no. think that uh, I think the Braves. I think that's a team by team thing. I could see him playing for a team like the Yankees, where they're just so big, and it's a market that they're going to be like. I mean, look what they just look at their clothes, you know,
1: or West Coast somewhere like West, where nobody's paying attention, R- yeah. you know.
0: But but I just can't I don't see Azuna see coming
1: back with the Braves.
0: This particular team is one of those. It's it's so geared towards. Family. I don't want to say yeah. traditional value, but yeah, family. I mean, yeah. they moved to the Burbs. That's yeah. their audience, families with little kids and all that. And it's still the South and there are still, you know, I mean, every, the whole world's changing, but there's still, that's still really frowned upon <laughs> what he did. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> yes. Even though the charges were going to be dismissed probably when he, uh, when he finishes his, his, uh, pre-trial, uh, thing that he entered the program.
2: And you got a whole team full of guys with wives and kids, you know, it's not like a single bachelor team. I can't imagine guys wanting to play with him.
0: He didn't go to trial and beat this thing. He didn't try. He didn't go to, he didn't say I'm innocent. I'm going to trial. I'm going to beat this thing. He entered that program, you know, the diversion thing. So anyway, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but the good thing is they've got so much, They've got they've got so they much more revenues him. now. They could eat a big chunk of that thing to make him go away. And I think that ultimately they'll have to. I don't think they'll have to package him like they did when they when they got rid of uh, that terrible uh Upton contract when they had to get rid of Kimbrel to get rid of to unload it. Braves aren't gonna do that with a with a top young player right now. They're not gonna unload a guy to get rid of Ozuna. Right. They don't have to do that. Nope. So it's gonna be interesting. Alex is really creative about that kind of shit. So uh, you know, he got rid of Kemp when Alex came aboard. First trade he made was within like a year, within like a month of taking that job when he replaced Copy, was to get rid of Kemp because he didn't yep. want him in the clubhouse. You know, yep. Yep. He, had, he had had him in LA or, you know, he it, nothing against Kemp, but he didn't want him to be an influence on these young guys. That was the whole thing. Alex wanted a clubhouse with a good clubhouse, yep. and he didn't want that. He didn't yep. want a guy at the end of his career. Well, he'll talk about it openly.
1: I mean, he, when I was, yeah. I, I had him in, I was in Toronto with Alex and, you know, our yeah. teams were, our teams were talented with no great culture, like, right. so, like at all. He like, it was very selfish. And, um, I know DeRosa, you know, played there and was supposed to be kind of the Brett Laurie, you know, kind of whisperer. And, um, they had lots of conversations about culture versus just yeah. talent. And then he went to LA and got firsthand look at how they do it.
0: And Alex and, made that decision. He said it was like uh, yeah. the year they won the division was the year he decided that offseason before that, yeah. I'm going to go with character and see what happens. And he said, he's never looked back. They've won seven, his yeah. teams that he's been on Toronto, LA, and here have won seven division titles in a row. Yep. And he said, he is totally convinced that the, how much hey, character plays into it now. Let's stick
1: with the analytics and just not even take into yeah. account. Let's just. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So they got a great they got a great mix in that he knows the importance of analytics, but he also knows ultimately that you got to have the right guys in it just doesn't work.
2: Depth, man. Depth. Every player says it. You know, I mean, it's like there's stuff every player saying it matters, it matters, it matters, and I don't right. know how anybody can listen to everybody that's flown the plane say this yeah. is how you <laughs> fly a plane. You know, and yeah. just say, well, my program says something different, you know, and, and not buy into what everybody's saying is one of the most important factors depth. of winning, you know, but it, it keeps happening. Their you got have
1: culture and you got to have players that like, and there's nothing worse too when you're on a team and you just know, Man, we got anybody that we need to rely on to come up and fill a spot. Right. So is isn't yep. good.
0: Depth. So if you can, depth if you can and character, man, the, de- yeah.
1: the depth is everything, or at least that's why trade deadline stuff happens and all of a right. sudden depth gets created. I mean, that right. was our thing with the Mets and this year with the Braves, I mean, and yeah. numerous other teams, uh, the Dodgers, that's their whole model. right?
0: And that's and where he learned our, it. Yeah. That's where Alex our, learned it.
1: Our team war is going to beat your team war and that's it.
0: And that's why Alex said that he didn't do a good job last off season of, of, he said, I built the team to win in October, but I didn't build it with enough depth to win during the season. Fortunately, he was able to fix that at the trade deadline. But you yep. know he's not going to do that going forward. He's going to have that depth next year. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't be surprised to see him sign two of those outfielders. the, the four, Duvall I think will be back because he's a great chemistry guy and he does what he does. It's going to give you good defense. Can play center field because otherwise you mean know, they got to either rely on one of these young guys, Pache Waters, or move Acuna back. And they don't want to move Acuna to center. They want him to play right field. Um, and I think you got to get either. Rosario might earn himself a three year deal somewhere with good money. But I think Soler, you want Solaire,
1: is the one I would pick.
0: Yeah. And if yeah. you have the DH, Solaire is perfect for this team. Perfect. I think Solaire and Duvall would be, a, if you could get those two guys back, I think Jock gives you a whole lot, but I don't know that Jock yeah, is. He turned, turned he turned down a $10 million option. So yeah.
2: he wants you know, He wants to go get some and play every day in his life. Yeah. He wants to
0: fine. go play every day. Every day. He, that's yeah. why he went to the Cubs to play every day. So, yeah, I'm sure he wants to get a multi-year deal. But he certainly earned his keep here and helped him win a World Series. So, it's going to be interesting. Hey, how do you guys no, feel no. about the three finalists from each league for MVP? None of them made the postseason?
2: I didn't even look, honestly. Yeah, like tell, I was saying earlier, I don't even care. Tell me who they are real quick. The three right
0: finalists up. for AL MVP, Vlad Guerrero, to won the Triple Crown, obviously is, is Shohei Itani, Babe Ruth level. Oh, he should have historic. it hands down. It's one of the, uh, yeah. I think he probably wins close to unanimous, if not. And but Guerrero wins a triple crown, and he's not going to even come close to winning the MVP probably. Did but he, the third did is he Marcus. the triple
1: crown. He won the triple crown.
0: Didn't Didn't Guerrero end up winning triple crown? Uh, led the league in. Uh, I'd have to look because yeah, I I'd have just have don't to look. Oh, he led the look. league in OBP, slugging, run scored, total bases. Uh, no, he did not lead in average, but home runs, forty eight.
2: He had a great year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did he end up? Not winning an average, that's right. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Guriel won it, Um, and then he tied with Salvador Perez, and Perez won RBI. 169
0: OPS+, 401 OBP, 601 slugging, led the league in both of those, led the league in runs, 123, total bases, 363, 48 homers. I mean, tied Salvador Perez for the home run. Yeah, for the Uh, home run league. No, Otani wins that. Yeah, um, and sure. then third is Marcus Simeon, also from the Jays. Yeah. Great
2: season, Marcus. But <laughs> the dude, yeah, that, I, I mean, Otani gives you an extra roster spot when you're talking about
0: depth. Right. Yeah. And this might <laughs> so be the, the only year we ever see Otani do what he did.
2: Yeah. Who are the, I, can, who I don't are the think NL
0: he can finalists. stay healthy. Harper, NL finalists. finalist Soto. Again, it's hard to argue with any of the three when you look at OPS Plus and all the, intent, the analytics and all that. And uh, uh, if you look at those uh, – they're off the charts. Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr. I would only argue that even though Riley doesn't come close as far as like OPS Plus and shit, Riley played 160 games to Tatis's 130 games. Yeah. 130 games for a team that didn't win the division title. I know it's phenomenal. His numbers are phenomenal. But isn't there any value in playing gold glove caliber defense at third base and playing 160 games, doing what Riley did? I just think, man. I, but it's hard to argue if you're going on analytics and you're putting OPS plus Short and all stomp. that. And Tatis. Yeah. But Tatis played half the season in the outfield, though. They moved him yeah, to that's keep true. him healthy. That's true. And he wasn't a very okay. good outfielder. So
1: so you're telling me so Riley can't? Riley wasn't in the top three? Not in the nope. top 3 not
2: in top 3 No chance. He can't get it. Yeah.
0: I think he'll probably end up finishing about six, From judging from guys that I... But like I was listening to Harold Reynolds said what I've said this morning. Harold Reynolds thought a guy like Riley or Ozzie Albee should be in the top three because of what they did for a team that... Riley picked up so much of the slack with Acuna getting hurt. I mean, it was huge. If you look at Riley's second-half numbers off the charts, He came through at the... In all those pressure games, where Tatis down the stretch, you know, he was hurt for about a month, missed it's like three DL stints when his shoulder went out. Team down the stretch, they were eliminated at the very end. And Soto had a phenomenal second half, but for a team that was completely out of it. The Nationals were out of it when he was he putting up some these time huge numbers. Put up yeah. huge numbers when the Nationals were completely out of it. And his OBP was off the charts because a lot of teams didn't pitch to him. Yep. So, I mean, it's just, how do you weigh all this stuff? I don't know. And Bryce Harper, I got, great season. I got to be
1: honest. I feel like Harper is going to end up winning that. I think, I think so he too. probably but, is.
0: But I think but he's but more Riley deserving. It. I Riley think he's Harper it. more deserving than the other two because Phillies were in it till the end when the Braves finally eliminated them. But Harper put up great numbers for the Phillies in, during a stretch drive when they really were threatening the Braves. They even, they got even with them for a game or two. I think Harper's more deserving than those other two. I just, yeah. Because they played it, but but Riley, I think, I think Riley belongs in top five, and I would argue more deserving than Tatis just because of how he did it. How important the games were.
2: I agree.
1: But yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. I'm not just sitting here as this former Brave talking to on a Braves podcast. Like that's a sham that Riley's not a finalist, and he should win it. And so the fact that he's not even a finalist is just a joke. Like I don't know. It's an over
0: over reliance on analytics when it comes to OPS plus cause it's off the charts when you look at those guys, OPS plus, but I mean, 10 years ago, but nobody even knew what that was. Everybody was looking at, you know, if you look at the traditional numbers and even OPS, Riley was, had great numbers. I'll
1: just, I'll just go on the eyeball test. How about that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? Like huge, huge, nobody, nobody out of the six guys you named just pl- played in the postseason is a joke.
0: That's yeah. A joke. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I you know
2: I think a lot of times too, like you got to watch the games to value the guy because Austin had so many big hits, and when you just do the analytics side of it, you know it's you can go two for three with two homers, two solo shots, and bump your WAR up or whatever stat yeah. it is, but a single that keeps the game going in the right. ninth inning, right? You know those big, huge at bats that change your, the trajectory of your team' season, like that walk off or that big knock he got against yeah. St. Louis. If yeah, Riley doesn't get that big hit there, they're not right. rolling like they started to roll. Those big comeback wins, there's just moments that don't get the weight they deserve yeah. because the formulas yeah. don't calculate it right.
0: Because you can't quantify it with you can't quantify
2: it, but what it does for your team season and when you do the shit you do... Matters so much, and I just I, yeah. I, I it doesn't get measured the right way. But if you it's, watch the Braves, you saw his value all and year. And how
0: many of those hits did Riley have in late innings with two outs and often with two strikes that totally yeah. deflated the opponent? Yeah, those are huge, man. The, he had tons of two strike oof. and two out hits.
2: Yeah, and kill I him, I, I think teams. that you know I mean I think you could probably strike out with the bases loaded, but go three for four. Yeah, You know, the biggest at-bat of the game, you clam up and let your team down. But because you went three for four, you're scoring big points, you know, with the with the formula. Yeah. But yeah. for me, that's the bat your team needed you. And when you watch yeah, Riley this real. year, he was probably one for four. But that one hit he got that day, even if it was an RBI single or just moved a dude first to third but kept yeah. an inning going, those things yeah. are just as important when you look at the big picture of winning.
0: And you got 30, yeah. 30 people vote for MVP, right? Two from each city. A lot, of the, a lot of the writers, especially a lot of the younger ones, but also a lot of the older ones too, when they stack up the stats, they do a great job of putting in time to analyze it. But if you didn't see a player play every day, you saw this, you, you're you yep. going to end up going, you're going to look at their war, right? Yep. Well, Freddie gets screwed on war because he plays first base because defensive yeah. analytics, I'm sorry, but they haven't come nearly as far as offensive analytics. Defensive analytics are screwed up in a lot of ways. Because yep. they still can't quantify things like range and, and positioning, and shifts, and first base doesn't get nearly the, the 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 value that it should in WAR. And Riley's defensive WAR isn't really nearly what it should be. And Ozzy Albie's, I looked at his today, and I think it was 0. .9 defensive yeah. WAR. Ozzy Albie's played a really strong defense this year. I don't care what if he made if some Colton huge Wong, plays. Colton Wong, yeah. Colton Wong had like six defensive runs saved, and Ry- and Ozzy had one. But I saw Ozzy play great defense all year. He might have had a couple of errors, but he played great defense for the most part.
2: Yeah, you yeah. can't measure the 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 confidence you know that Freddie gives to his infielders to four hop right. a ball across the whole infield, knowing he's going to pick it. You know those changes. But if when you watch yeah. him all year, Freddie picks freaking everything, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, like like, some of these other guys do too. But uh, when you're when you're talking about like the war stuff, like I can't imagine the stuff that goes into that does not take into account that. Right. Why, yeah. why does Paul Goldschmidt have such a good war at first base, but Freddie wouldn't like, I, I played with both of them. Right. Yeah. You, could, you could throw a curveball over there and they'll both pick it.
3: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it's like how, how does one not grade equal to yeah. the other?
0: Like, I just don't like some of the war. I look at defensive war sometimes and I go, yeah, that guy is the guy that's first. Yeah, he is the best. But then yeah. other ones I'll look at and go, huh? Like, yeah. and, and yeah. not to, cause Duvall played a really solid defense this year. But I didn't think his defensive run saves should be nearly as high as they were. If, they're, if you look at him, like, it's like Kiermaier was that year. That's what DeValls were this year. And I'm going, I didn't see sense. him play every day with the with the Marlins. But there's no Literally. way. Adam's just not that great defensive. He's really good. But then yeah. I look at Ozzy's, and Ozzy's had one defensive run saved. And I'm going, DeValls up here and Ozzy's down here? No, come yeah. on. That doesn't well, make any sense, something's man.
1: Something's jacked up. Yeah, something's not right.
0: So they got a long way to go to to get the defensive runs that are the defensive analytics on a par with the offensive ones. I just, I just don't trust defensive analytics a lot of times. Any So, so, so to judge, so to then judging an MVP off, is right, tough. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause some guys are going to get screwed with the, if you do that at war. So. Agreed. Anyway. Right. All right. Anyway, it's good that it doesn't matter. Cause when your team wins the world series, you don't care. Freddie doesn't care.
1: No, Freddie said nervous. before,
0: Freddie said last year, I'll trade MVP and a Hank Aaron award and everything to win a world series. And he won it. So.
1: Good for them. It's awesome. So happy for Snit.
0: Yeah. I mean, just I'm ecstatic for Snit. Of course
1: man. I'm happy for everybody, but if you know Snet and, and you, you know, yep. like he was a, known him since I was 18, man. I mean, played yeah. for him in the minor leagues. Like, you know, if you know him like that, like it's nothing, it's just incredible.
0: What, why, why, the why, do the, why do the guys that played for him in the minors all have revered him and have so much respect for him? What was I he don't like know. when you were?
1: And you know what's hilarious is that uh, the Smoltz comment has gone around about how he's like, man, I was scared of him. You know, yeah. I played for Snit in two thousand three. Tw- I was twenty-one, and I played for him again the next year, very next year, two years in a row. The first year, I don't know that I willingly walked up to him to have a conversation. Yeah. The whole season, Because right. I was scared out of my mind because he just Snit? had this like. His hat, dude, he yep. wore his hat like a drill sergeant. Yep. He had these big sunglasses, and he had a mustache. And he yep. would just.
0: He looked tough with that mustache. The whole time.
1: Never, yeah. like, not the snit you know today, like, smiling right. half and half. Just straight, mean mug, and I was scared out of my mind. I mean. By the time I met him,
2: he was the nicest coach in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Different role, though. He had a different role, yeah. and I think that was the perfect persona for that role that he had in the minor yeah. league with those young kids.
1: Yeah. And then, so then, for whatever reason, I had him in my second go around there in double a and my attitude changed. Cause I was repeating a level and I kind of was like, you know, I had my own attitude change and, and I just, got a little more loose and I would like go up and just mess around and talk to him. And after I did that, like our relationship just changed. And, and from then on, a dude was just, is like your uncle. I mean, awesome. Yeah. And, but he's just steady. Awesome. Loves, cares, like same dude. Knows how day.
2: hard the game is
1: uh, more than anybody yeah I, he's not afraid to just say like i couldn't do it you know? yeah you you know he would tell you i mean you got more talent than i got in my pink in your pinky than i got in, in my whole body and never, you know i could never do what you did and he'll tell you that and take care of take care of catchers take care of bullpen guys yeah. take care of bench guys looking out for the last guy in the bullpen like yeah. he looked out for everybody
2: he got no me 10 ego. years
0: <laughs> no go.
2: let me hang yeah. around and get 10 years
0: He calls his coaches rock stars because he knows they all played the game, you know, and they all played better than he did. And he calls them rock stars and he has no ego, no fear of one of them taking his job. And none of them would try to take his job because they all they all love and respect the guy. So it's like that, man, you put together if you put together a front office that translated that to any business, they would be so successful. If you had those guys laying up your, as a top level management in your business, if yeah. you had that kind yep. of relationships, that's what every business is looking for. The yep. guy that runs the whole ship, but delegates authority and doesn't worry about any of the guys under him trying to take his job because they all respect him and they all just yep. want to do their job. Great. That's yep. perfect. He-
2: he said something so funny when I was watching his World Series, you know, on the field stuff. He said, I've been recycled so many times.
3: Yeah. I
2: thought that was the <laughs> yeah. best way to put it: is getting recycled. You know, like they kept him well, around, man. but they threw him around and made yep. him into something else. To when he just got scapegoated,
0: have, man. He got scapegoated yeah. that year. Recycled. You
2: know? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I, I was asked, I did the the lead podcast at our place and they asked me about Snit. Why didn't he pursue another job when he got scapegoated, when he got jumped off the, from third base coach that year that Frank Wren, they just wanted They needed to yep. make a change because they did. Yeah. They disappointed that year.
2: We were all he was shocked.
0: The, he was the easy guy to do it. Been in the organization for almost 40 years at the time. Throw yep. Snit back down to AAA. you know, that's what we'll yep. do. And we made a move. We made a move. You know, we didn't just stand pat and they said, why didn't he tr- look for another job? And I go, well, Snit is nothing more than loyal, and this is all he's ever known. So even yep. though he knew he got screwed, he didn't make. He wasn't the squeaky wheel. He didn't tell people, "I got screwed." You know, I didn't deserve to lose my job. Instead, he went down to AAA. He was pissed off, yeah, but he didn't let it affect him one day doing that job when he went back down to AAA. And he, yeah. he never knew, thought he was going to get a chance to manage this team. No, then so great about it. Yeah, the guy yeah. that the guy that replaced him at third base coach, Freddie, is the guy what he ends up or the guy he replaced as third base coach, he ends up replacing him when Freddie got fired. You yeah. know? When Freddie got that email. <laughs> when Freddie, when Freddie got the email from Delta saying your flight le- leaves in 24 hours. What? We what? still have three games left in the series. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable.
0: When Freddie told me that, because Freddie called me and told me, he said, I told you. I, I told you I'd let you know if they, well, I got the call. They, they fired me. He called me and he said, and Obi, I got to tell you how it happened. I got to, one other thing, how I found out. He said, I got, I got a, a alert from Delta that my flight was leaving in 24 hours. I'm going for you. got to be kidding. You got to be kidding me. Because no, somebody screwed up because they booked it. They went to his account or whatever. And they didn't say, don't alert him or whatever. And he got the thing saying, my flight's leaving in 24 hours. And it was the first game of a four-game series in Pittsburgh. I
2: was oh, there. We were there, I was, I was yeah. on the, yeah, the team. We were there.
0: Hilarious. Okay, well, I mean, hey, well, that, kind of
1: hilarious. Not really. What though. was that
0: like, man, that next day? Because I remember the atmosphere, because you guys out off the shitty start that year. Yeah. And I remember that next day, uh, Snit is there. And you guys are in the dugout around Snit. It was like this gloom had been lifted off the team. You guys were sitting around. Shooting the shit with Freddie, I mean, with uh, Snit, you yeah, and uh, and uh, Frenchie. and Fr- Frenchie, and and everybody mm-hmm. was like, all of a sudden it was upbeat. They're like, oh man, they couldn't have done made, it, given it to a better job, better guy. But all of a sudden, yeah. the doom and gloom perfect. was gone, man. Yeah. That well, he gave amazing. one
2: of the best speeches when he when you remember that Kelly when when he addressed the team for the first time. Yeah. The stuff he was saying, I'll never forget how hard this game is. I got your guys back. I don't care if I get fired. You know, like the stuff he was saying. He he'd been in enough clubhouses. Yeah. He knew exactly what he wanted to say to us. And yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. it went over pretty well with the squad, and we all knew yeah. him.
0: Yeah. And then and then and then they had his back when he would have got let go. And yep. they went and said, "This is a guy. Take the interim label off of him." They brought in all the other guys, and guys like Freddie fought for him, kept yep. the job. Overwash and uh blood but black.
2: Yep. Funny how that and, uh,
0: works. Yeah. And then he was gonna get fired in seventeen when uh when yep. copy got suspended, but they said we need the stability. You know, Freddie uh, let's we, let's not have total upheaval here, let's have some stability. Kit let knit, keep the job. And that saved his job and then boom, he took off.
2: Yeah. It's awesome. Four and you get to Division see those two guys of- hugging and celebrating a World Series, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's been cool. its uh, I don't know that we'll ever see everything come together pr- as perfectly as it did with this team. You know, this 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 manager, these coaches, these players, this general manager who's the perfect guy for this team. I yeah. mean, it's all just – you just try to win. Nobody's repeated, I think, in like nine years, ten years. It's been a long time.
1: Well, way longer than that. It
0: takes so the much. Yankees. Who was the last team the to Yankees. I
1: think the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees in 90 – Well, shit, they haven't the even dynasty. played once 99. 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. No one's repeated.
0: God damn. That's, that's amazing. That the, it's been... the
1: Giants won three every other right. year. every
0: other year, yeah. yeah. Three and, and five Reds, years. Red Sox
1: have won four, but they didn't repeat.
0: Nope. So, it's hard, man. It's going to be hard. But, God, I think this team will have as good a chance as any of those just based on who's coming back, you know. Yeah.
1: and Their division. Their division. That their league, division. The, the National League. I mean, honestly, like then the NL West, you know, beats everyone up and then those two teams and then the division's easy and then the Central's kind of a mess. Right. So, but you got to have know, stuff,
0: you got to have things go yeah. your way and be playing. We've talked about this a hundred times how the team going into the postseason, that's hot, that's playing its best ball, whether that's by winning a wild card or just being pushed to the end like the Braves were. They were pushed to the final week yeah. and are in such better shape than the team that, uh, that can Brilliant. coast those last two weeks. Walt Weiss said the same thing to me. He said that, you know, He's been on so many teams that he's seen them, you know, where they took that. Last, he said anything more than like three or four days of rest is too much. It's too much. Yeah. Then you can't just restart. You lose your edge. And they didn't lose their edge. Yeah. And they were all careful not to lose their edge after they clinched, took one day off, gave like four guys a day off, and then boom, right back to it and finished that series against the Mets and win those rest of those games. Yep. So.
1: No doubt, man. I enjoyed
0: it. Was fun. It. it was, it was it great for guys. You guys. Is it great for you guys, like alumni of a team? Do you still take pride in if you played with a team for a while to, when they win it?
1: That's that's funny you said that, man. I, I can't even tell you how many people, A, did I go to any World Series games? B, did I go to the parade? Right. Uh, I mean, I. it's hard not to, like, snap a little on people that don't know. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, come on. like I can talk to you guys and be like – right. I wasn't on this team. I had right. no affiliation. It's not my alma
0: mater. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, this, they, they would look at me and be like, hey, good to see you again. Get out of here. Like, yeah, you, you
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: it.
2: <laughs> yeah so people just, were yeah. telling me congratulations for like right. a week. And I'm like, on oh, what? I didn't do shit. Right. I just watched games. People telling you. me
0: that. People telling <laughs> me that, dude. I'm like, hey, I cover the team, man. I yeah. didn't do anything yeah. to help them win.
2: Yeah, you're not oh, getting
0: man. a share. Like, <laughs> exactly. Play,
1: like like World Series, like like playoff tickets. Like, I had to explain to everyone, like, Right. players have to pay for their tickets. Right, right the world series tickets you have to pay for as a player so the last thing you're going to get is some somebody that you don't really let's be honest we don't talk to each other enough like if i was hanging out with freddie like you know every day or something and we were tight like that's one thing yeah but yeah. when you're kind of checking in like once a month or every two yeah. months you're not going to go hey man hook me up yeah. with some tickets <laughs> right I'll, yeah. pay you, I'll pay you for i'm like no <laughs> yeah. leave his hey, ass alone you know, after I, I dealing with to that either. too,
2: you do not. Yeah, you and, and
1: we've been there. You know, it's like, yeah. peop, it's it's just the extra stress and and things. You don't want don't to put
0: wanna...
2: that stress on them.
0: How no. about Mentor, man? Mentor went home. They started the World Series in Houston. He's from right down the road in Tyler, Texas. He said I had to limit it to ten, man, because I never knew how much stress it was. All the people calling him, trying to get Ooh. tickets. Playing but at had, home's hard. He had to cut it off at ten. You know, yeah, family and friends, close friends, but like, yeah, I'm thinking ten probably cost him a lot of money
1: too. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. work. I mean, and, the it, it, you know, and just in terms of going, like, I mean, dude, we played a long time, went to a lot of baseball <laughs> I games. don't want to deal with the traffic, uh, the, the, the parking. traffic. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. and the tickets that I could have got was like the friends and family. It's not like right. they were cheap and not, a, not just not good enough for like, I don't want to go sit way down the line. Yeah. Well, I, watched, it, I watched how many years of games from the dugout. Like yeah. That that view down there, it it's just doesn't. Yeah. It's cool. And it was yeah. and it was cold, and drizzly for the first two games first in Atlanta games, too. For yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean it. It was it was awesome. I had so many so many friends that haven't didn't play They were just they, they have season tickets and did it, it. It like made their their year. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, the fa-
0: the Braves fans, Atlanta fans, they forever changed. I think the impression of Braves fans and Atlanta fans because they were yeah. terrific. They filled every seat, yeah. and they were loud as hell, man. They were great. Yeah. They were great fans. No they doubt. were as loud as anywhere we went. Dodger Stadium might have been louder because they turned the damn music up so loud that people have to yell to be heard over it. But the Braves <laughs> fans were every bit as enthusiastic and loud as there. And Milwaukee Absolutely. and Houston. They were all great fans everywhere. But the Braves fans, nobody can say that bullshit about they don't turn out till to see the Braves until they get to the yeah. you know the LCS. They were terrific that whole postseason. Yeah. you could tell on TV. Yep, yeah. great fans. Yep. So, I hate it when they move to the suburbs, but it's working out for them because they are raking in the dough in the battery. (laughs) Yep. Those places were hopping. They were hopping. Do you see how many people they had in the battery? Good Lord. Dave,
1: Dave, my whole world now is youth baseball in Atlanta. They did the best thing they could have possibly done is move up into that area.
3: Yeah. yeah. The amount
1: of kids that play travel baseball that think at 10 that they're they're the next Freddie Freeman. Oh. And so, therefore – like I'm not joking. Like these these kids really think they're awesome, and and
0: now, and now, can you imagine? Now they're World Series champions. Yeah.
1: So they got the right fan base to move where they move. They did it perfect. Yeah. They couldn't have done that any better. Yeah. we are in the perfect spot. Anyway, All right.
0: Well, Kelly, we have kept you long enough, man. I appreciate your yeah. time. <laughs> uh, it was a long one. We, it was great. We'll have you out again if you don't mind the off season at some point. Uh, absolutely, dude. We'll talk about the Freddie decision when it's made. Yes let's do it no, i'll be appreciate shocked it. if it's not good good great seeing all right you. thanks great coming on kelly see you boys all see right ya. 755 is real everybody thanks for watching us and listen to us we really appreciate the ride it was great in the postseason you guys gave us great numbers throughout the postseason we appreciate it we are out